glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. What up, everybody? <laughs> they're going to freeze it. to, to <laughs> I got a good idea. Let's preserve it. <laughs> Put me in Coach Podcast back at it. Back Holy to shit. back weeks. Yeah, we're recording, guys. We started? We said. <laughs> what? It's just a Tom podcast? gave the green light. Is my mic not on? No, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There is, there it is. No. No, to the end no, part no. of whatever they said. Yeah. No, your mics are off. No. Okay. That's yeah, the beauty of the new board. No. Put me in Coach Podcast brought to you by the Roadcaster. Can you turn me back on now? Hmm? What? Oh my God! So when yeah. we said we yeah. were ready, we were not ready. <laughs> at to be, all. To be fair, I never said I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, can you turn me on? Also, to be fair, Tom and I asked if we were ready. Turn it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. Good heavens! All right. Well, it is a put me in coach podcast. See that bird? K i s s i s s i p p i. Um. Yeah, we're back. Back to back weeks. Gregory Porter is back in studio with us. Ian Foster, of what course, am I up to well. now? Is this three or four? Definitely not four. What was your over 10? 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing that. Whoever bet against me, fuck you. <laughs> Ian. Yeah, who made that? I think that everyone line. bet that you were going to knock out 10 in the first half of the year and then just not come the second half. Like Everyone's gonna, everyone's betting you like you're going to knock out 10 before like 4th of July and then just bail. Just like just get tired and be like, I don't want to yeah. do it. Or, or I, guess, I guess it would be 11. You'd have to come to 11 to beat the bet, right? This one goes to 11. Yeah. Tom Natale, of course, with I us as well. I don't not like coming here. I'm Bobby Blanco. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, hold on. Before I uh, oh, hold that note, let me just finish the intro. Put me in Coach Podcast across the board on social media and on all your pl- podcasting platforms. Does anyone use Stitcher? Stitch Fix? Stitcher? No, no, no. Like the no. app, the podcasting app? Cool. The fuck is cool, that? Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, know, it's a podcasting app. I put my work podcast on it. I can put, I think, PMIC on it too if anyone we uses another, it. We have another platform? We can if people use it. I don't use it because everyone in here has an iPhone, so I use the Apple Podcast app. I heard iHeartRadio is good. Yeah, I think you get out of here. <laughs> need a radio show to do that. Uh, that'd be no. They the got podcasts now. Yeah, but like should have set the over under at three so they didn't come back. Sponsored <laughs> podcast. Uh, and then of course social media and um, all the platforms. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, Gregory, back to your schedule, and um, you're a very logistical guy. Yeah, guy loves logistics. Gregory? Right? I like it. Uh, can I take a stab again? This is your uh, first appearance. I think probably in a month since we skipped a couple weeks when I was gone. You weren't here last week. No, and I think you also called in the one before that. So it's been a while. Yeah. Anyways. You're here now. Mm-hmm. Can I take a stab at your uh, schedule for today? Sure. All right. Because I, I feel like I, I know your kind of routine on podcast night when you come. Yeah. And that is you get to work. You, we know you commute from Baltimore to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say you, you have a later lunch than normal on podcast day. You kind of push back lunch a little bit because you know you're going to order lunch later than you I mean dinner than you normally would eat dinner when you get here. Incorrect. I ate Damn. lunch at noon today. Damn. So you haven't eaten since noon? Did you have a snack in between? I did, like yes. a protein bar or something? I did have a snack. After work, I went to Pret, uh, which was down the street from the cigar bar that I went to. Gotcha. Then I was going to say, cigar this, bar. This Ian was working. Have a Correct. stogie. Have a whiskey. Yeah. 
and then get here and then I was gonna guess Damn. before uh That's whiskey before you <laughs> placed your order and before Tom confirmed my assumption, I was gonna guess you were gonna order your butter chicken. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna. God, I love that butter chicken. But it was just like I didn't every time I order it, I always eat all of it and I feel like a giant fat ass each you time. No, you don't have to eat all of it. I'm right here. That's impossible. <laughs> So I got pizza instead so that I could share with everybody else. Oh, my man. That's nice. I'm not uh, paying shit. All right, so the same general idea. I didn't ask for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. I hate it here. I'm going to send you a check uh, for $10. <laughs> 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 Never Do forget. it. Never forget. All right. Well, I report it as fraud. <laughs> um, okay. What's fraud? His check. His check that he would send. I couldn't out. find my fucking checkbook when I wanted to send it to you. So I just Because said, no one has checkbooks unless you're over <laughs> you the age of send 16. It in the mail with a stamp and everything. And Gregory, that's Porter. awesome. But yes. I couldn't find it. But remember, that's when I, I sent you the, the $9.99 instead of the $10. Gosh, an <laughs> I was like, such a fucking asshole. Or no, I did the, <laughs> I did the Venmo tax. I did the Venmo tax. 4490 90 yeah. <laughs> You charged me $0.10. Cents. <laughs> Jesus. Good piece of shit. <laughs> I do that too, actually, sometimes. Like, if I'm splitting a tab with a group of people and I divide by like four or whatever, and it's like $4.97, I'll charge you $4.97 and not like $5. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. I know, but it's just, I'll like, just give it's it. kind of funny just to get like, really? You just get it right up to five. It's like, well, you don't owe me those three cents. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Saving you money. You're welcome. Um, all right. Back to the meat of the pod. Um, because this is a goddamn sports podcast. <laughs> God damn. God <laughs> Hold damn. on. It is March. So it is the, uh, obviously, sorry, no disrespect for you, to your people, Tom, but it is the month of the Irish. And God damn right. Megan and I gave up beer for Lent, but I cannot, in good conscience, deny a Guinness. So. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you give it up for Lent? Just beer. Beer in general. It's a made up rule. God did That lasted that. a while. <laughs> Uh, I actually passed over beer today, tonight with dinner for celebrating my dad's birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday to Rome. Happy birthday, Rome. The pod. I invited him to come on. He considered it because oh, he, he, he took the day off tomorrow. Rome. I know, but. Uh, Could have fifa I think he said because yes. all four. <laughs> my dad would never know how to play FIFA. I think It's just buttons. You just smash buttons. That's what I like. That's all that game is. Um, but yeah, I gave up beer for Lent. Rome, you're Hispanic. You know how to play soccer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. Actually, when we, I was in uh, ooh, third grade, my dad was my soccer coach, but he had to bring on his Korean best friend, Sok, to coach us in soccer because my Sok, da- the soccer coach, S U K, yeah, Sok, Sok Kim, the soccer coach, because my dad didn't know all the rules. <laughs> nice. My grandfather was obviously upset. Yeah, <laughs> my grandfather was a huge, <laughs> huge soccer fan. Yeah. Um, okay, but back to American football. Actually, we're going to start on the, speaking of March, March Madness is approaching. Uh, yeah, they canceled it yet because of Corona? <laughs> no, not yet. Were they thinking about it, though? I thought I heard that this morning. I, I heard there were well, not. March, have March Madness? Not canceling Unless it, but changed. having. The Olympics could be a yeah. serious concern. Having. Uh, I heard there are uh, some West Coast. Attendanceless like, games. The so basically, sun, no one can watch. Like yeah. I think like the Sun Valley League or something like that. Some West Coast conference is going to play their conference tournament without fans, I think. I saw. Or the remainder of the regular season, something like that. Yeah, all those people in Washington that have the measles now got corona. Fucking yeah. idiots. Idiots. Just wash your hands. 20 seconds. Is this corona? Th- yeah, whatever. I'll tell you what to do. So, uh, Maryland basketball played last night. Was who? it good? Who? It was not good. I heard um, it was good. Bobby, you were at the game on Saturday. Give me the a fucked up. Uh, yes. 
And that's really what I want to kind of start off with. This was the first time College Game Day has been in College Park since 2004. Bobby, is that correct? Yes, it's been 15 years. So uh, the last time they came was JJ Reddick's last game at Comcast, I believe. Gotcha. That's crazy. So what? No, was, actually, psych. Sorry, it was it was against Carolina. My bad. So I mean, the environment in general. Like I watched College Game Day. I was all over the the Twitterverse and and seeing Bentleys and, and so on and so forth. Uh, what was that? You know, what was the environment like? I mean, it's got to be prior to the game starting. It looked amazing. Honestly, it was a great experience. I did not actually go to game day. There's no chance in hell I was getting up that early on a Saturday. Uh, but I watched the whole thing. It looked awesome. Um, I saw people who did go like posting stuff. It was packed. Apparently, the ESPN people were very pleased with how it all went mm-hmm. um, and how it looked. Come back. Like, come back. Uh, isn't it crazy to think that they haven't? I think we talked about this last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. They didn't come at all during the Vasquez years. Yeah. They didn't come yeah. at all during that 2015 season. Yeah. Um, that first year in the Big well, especially Ten, especially during the Vasquez years, because that, we were we yeah. won the ACC in his senior year. Yeah, um, that was the last time we, by the way, have won a title in the mm-hmm. conference. So just keep that in mind. And we didn't even win it outright. Um, but then all the whole day, I mean, it was it. It felt it was awesome. It felt like. It's exactly how it should be. I mean, SVP was on set. He was, yeah, he you know, came down the wall as they did the flag. Um, it, it is exactly how it should be. That is how Maryland basketball mm-hmm. should be. <laughs> Those are my memories of my childhood, yeah. just to and see then, everyone come out for it. And you know what? I mean, I don't think. I think my uh, I met up a buddy at Bentley's. Bentley's was awesome. It was a fucking show. It was a zoo, but it was awesome because everyone was packed I in there. I heard Steve Bishotti was there, Ravens Steve owner. Steve Bishotti was there. He was at SVP's table. Um yeah, it was it was very it was awesome. It, the pageantry was so cool. You see people all over campus wearing Maryland gear. You know, you, everyone's hyped for the game. Um, but then of course they just come out and lay a dud, and the, what they didn't lead at all during that whole game, and it got yeah. shoved. And of course, Tom, a Tom Izzo team is not going to come out and get pushed over twice. Definitely not. Um, and of course, a Mark Turgeon Terps team is going to get pushed over on the home court in the biggest game of the season. So. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I hate to say that we were right, but we were right. Yeah, and know, then you see what they do against Rutgers the other night. Yeah. It's just like we we know. I I feel like the three four of us in this room know more about this team than anyone else in the national. So we we've lost three out of the it's past. Crazy. We we've lost three out of the past four, and we have a large um, sample size. What do we look? Uh, uh, Megan's <laughs> got it. Uh, we we have a sample size of we did a John Raphael <laughs> gif on top. <laughs> She's so good. Of Turgeon struggling at the end of seasons. And we're witnessing that now. And we saw that with our last Sweet 16 team, that Jake Lehman, Robert Carter, Diamond yeah. Stone team. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you know, I hate, to, I know we, we talk, we're big fans of the Grant and Danny show. We, I listen every day. Bobby, I believe you listen just about every day, too. Yeah. And one of the things that have always, has always stuck out with me about Grant Paulson in particular is that he is, you know, he's the first one to say, I am a process over result type of guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, watching the Washington Capitals finally win the Stanley Cup without blowing it up and with and keeping their core, and they did things the right way. They they trusted the process, so to speak, and it finally came to fruition. And I feel like that's when I think about this season and what I think about Mark Turgeon because right now, if I'm from an outsider's perspective, I'm like, what are you Terps fans bitching about? Like, yeah. you guys are in first place in the toughest division, toughest conference in the country what gives i mean your best player from last season left the team uh what what's wrong with you guys and it's because i i just 
I'm looking at this from a process perspective and it's just not, it does not elevate talent. It doesn't get the most out of it. I feel like we've been fortunate this, this, this season. We've absolutely eked out some wins and a, a lot of that is based off of our own, you know, effort and, and you know, the ball's <laughs> got to bounce a certain way, but also a lot of, I mean, that Minnesota game with um, Daryl Morsell's buzzer beater, that doesn't happen if Minnesota makes her free throws. So, yeah, true. I mean, I, yeah. I think they're getting by. Minnesota game is a good example. It didn't happen in the Rutgers game because I, I think my dad and I talked about this. I think they're running out of gas. They seem tired. They played three games mm-hmm. in under basically under a week, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of travel involved. I mean, they go to Minnesota, play a late game, come back, get back late, then you have to come and black, play a huge game at home. And then I mean, Rutgers isn't far, but it's still traveling. It was, it was a tough part of the schedule, and I think and for, Rutgers is good. I, I, no, no, I, no, they're yeah. they're not a pushover. No, and before good. last night, I was saying I think I was more nervous about this Rutgers game mm-hmm. than like the upcoming Michigan game because I think that Rutgers Rutgers game was more important because that now makes Michigan a must win. Ha- having lost last night basically makes Michigan a must win, or they're going to have to win the the Big Ten tournament to lock up a two seed. If they lose to Michigan, first of all, they will maybe fall to a two or three seed in the Big Ten tournament, but then they also might fall to a three or four seed in the NCAA. Yep. And and then, you know, I Maybe think everyone... Lose, lose four out of your past five. I think the three of us are, except for Positive Porter over here, <laughs> are expecting an early exit in yeah. the Big Ten tournament. So what? why would... National championship. Well, uh, in a uh. few things, Anthony Cowan has played almost every single minute of every single game of his entire career. Yeah. The guy is gassed. Yeah. Gotta be. I mean, he, exactly. And I just, it's so frustrating when you're so reliant on one player, especially a point guard to a point that your offense is even, is so inefficient without him that he can't even, you can't even waste a minute of him on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable. And, and I, I just, you know, I want to be grateful. I, I want to agree with Scott Van Pelt and think, you know what? Those guys are miserable. They can all, kick rocks for all I care. I, I just... I, Maybe, I've seen I may this. be miserable. But I've seen this. We're right. How many games do we have to watch when... I'm sorry, you know what's not fun? Watching a team shoot 10% from the three-point line every single game. They have, And they keep doing it. And just and jack, them, jack up. them up. keep doing it. They had a sequence last night where they just... They shot like... I want to say six plus just in back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back possessions just throwing them up and clanking them off the rim. I mean, it's like, what do we do? Get a layup. Get a bucket. We need a bucket right now. Why are we just? And I get like you know, don't lose confidence as a shooter. Keep shooting, but you could just see it in their legs. Like they had no legs underneath them. They were it was all upper body. I mean, they were just tired. And then of course it also translates in defense. I actually didn't think they played that poorly defensively. I just think Rutgers fucking hit everything. And this is exactly what we said is the recipe for an early exit in both tournaments upcoming in the next couple of weeks. If Maryland goes cold and. Ex- specifically Cowan not being able to shoot and score, specifically uh, Jalen Hurts not being able to get his touches and scoring, mm-hmm. this team will struggle to score. And any team on any given night, if they're hot, they're going to beat this team. Yeah. And I look back at all the you know, the wins that they squeaked out. Um, the first time against Rutgers, you know, they had to pull away from Northwestern kind of late. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, you just mentioned that. Both Illinois games... Um, Nebraska, they, they, I think they won on the skin of their teeth because they are just better than them. They are on paper better than them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're coached better. Doesn't mean that they execute better. 
they got by because they are actually just better athletes and basketball players than those specific teams, but you can't rely on that come March. Yeah, I actually think Turgeon would be a better NBA coach than a college coach because he is relying on pure skill and athleticism where everyone in the NBA is an incredible athlete. These are still amateur athletes, which I know we can debate that because they're producing millions and millions for their school. That's a whole other topic. But still, these are kids, teenagers, early 20s that are playing in college as opposed to professional professional leagues for a reason. And they need to be coached to a point where they're just they can't get by on sheer athleticism unless you're one of these one and done type of athletes, which, you know, Maryland's never had that type. I mean, what, besides Steve Francis maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like that was it. And he was a JUCO transfer. So yeah, not even like that one and done, like, you know, we're watching Zion Williamson on the court right now. So, you know, it's just I, I What's so frustrating is every game we start slow, right? Offensively. Yep. Yep. So, one, that tells me that this team is not prepared. Yep. Two, uh, do we are we the best pr- sh- practice shooting team ever? <laughs> like, like is that why we like just continue warm-ups? to shoot nothing but threes? Like it, yeah. is every practice we shoot so well then like okay, come the game time, we got this. I I just I don't understand a team that is still so perimeter driven. And nobody can shoot. It's a bunch of Rex Grossmans. <laughs> Chicks dig the long ball, man. Yeah, Jesus, man. Uh, it's just, it's infuriating. Glory lives forever. Yeah, it is. It, it's, and this is, I. this feels like a just kind of a venting moment for I, Every time we talk well, about Well, how, how disappointing was that game for you on Saturday? I mean, it was one of the. It was horribly disappointing. Was, you, was, know, a, you just created sucked. a lifelong memory with your dad and. Yeah, and being able to experience college game day to a point when you were just a little be a little cat last yeah, time you were kit. there, just a little kittens, and you know it was just ruined right from the freaking tip. Yeah, and then I mean, and there was just so many icings on the cakes, like oh, the Winston hitting the shot at the halftime. Yeah. It was just, at that point I was like, well, yeah, they're not coming back. And every time they seemed like they were creeping up. I mean, they would just do something stupid or turn the ball over or commit another foul or not rebound. I, I actually checked the box score. Mm-hmm. If you look at just the box score and take the score out of it, it looked like a pretty even game. Mm-hmm. But the eye test that like we always talk about with this team, Brown got outplayed like a shit ton. They only got out rebound by like six mm-hmm. and like three on the offensive side. It felt like a lot more. Yeah. It felt like they got out rebound by double digits. I don't it know. felt like every loose ball went to Michigan State. Maybe that was just that kind of night where the balls bounced state's way, but it felt like they got every loose ball, every long rebound off a miss three went right to a Michigan State player, and they were able to run the shot clock all over again. It was infuriating. And then you get down, you're trying to mount a comeback. Aaron Wiggins gets fouled on a three-pointer and misses all three free throws. All three. And then he misses, I think, three free throws, not in consecutive order like he did, but he misses the free throws last night too. It's like, huh. You would think after missing three straight free throws, you might have practiced that in the past couple of days. But no. Why Why bother? They'll fall. Just keep throwing them up. They'll fall. It's, this team's infuriating. Is it unfair to... Because I think coming into this season, I don't know if any of us realistically have these expectations, but the expectations nationwide was they had Final Four. They could this could be a Final Four team. I mean, Possibly we were ranked in the top. Champion. We were ranked in the top ten to start the season. Possibly a national championship type team. Is it fair with those expectations to kind of compare them to Maryland's only national championship team in terms of expectations? Can I say yes and no? I I think it is fair. Would you come into a team like that, like you mentioned, top ten, but they were preseason number seven? Mm-hmm. They got as high as three at one point. Um, 
I think, and then everyone's talking about, all right, this is a Final Four team. They should be all eyes on Atlanta, all eyes on their school's second championship. I think at that point, it's fair to have some comparison because, like, I mean, I just mentioned those close games to Northwestern, two against Rutgers, uh, Nebraska. Like, who who knew Nebraska was fucking good at basketball? Maryland, 2002 Maryland, they blew out everybody they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. They blew out Clemson. They blew out Virginia. They blew out a shitty Georgia Tech team. They blew out um, UNC was bad that year. They crushed them every both times they played UNC that year. They blew out everyone they were supposed to that season on the route to the national championship. This team seems like again just getting by by the skin of their teeth, and and that's what the infuriating part is. They, they it's never easy for them when it should be. These bad teams they face, like you said, they come out slow. They seem unprepared. They seem like they're relying on just winning by talent alone. Yep. Um, and that's the infuriating part about me. It's All right. and, and it's just, I guess, the microcosm of third. And and we thought it was different this year, you know? Yeah. Sorrell Smith, 22% from three. Eric Ayala, 22, 26% from three. What the hell happened? Dropped off. Uh, Aaron Wiggins, 30%. Dante Scott, 32%. Anthony Cowan, 32%. Morcel, 33%. Our top three-point shooter is Jalen Smith. Sticks, 37%. Not a single player shoots over 40% from three. Stop shooting fucking three pointers all day. I, I think it the, doesn't work. Sticks, sticks, keep on. Yeah, let them rip. Sticks. Anthony Cowan, take a breather, then you can keep shooting again. Aaron Wiggins, I like him shooting every other last, night in the last three minutes from three because yeah. he he loves that crunch time. But yeah, just stop throwing them up there. I think Daryl Morsell leads the nation in missed and ones. <laughs> he cannot, and of course, and then <laughs> he hit that you. three against Minnesota. That but was that was incredible, though. That was incredible, and I'm, and kudos to him. I'll eat crow for that. But oh my god, does he miss every single layup around the rim? I'm not terrified when he made that shot against Minnesota. I'm not. I, I think he misses that like nine times at a time. Yeah, day. that was the that was the no 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 yes yeah, yeah, yeah yes yeah. and hey, but I'll take it. And that well, was a broken play. We didn't have, it was, we didn't have because, a right offense. I mean, Minnesota did everything right. Yeah, they, they locked it down. <laughs> they closed out Cowan and uh, Wiggins, and they had the right guy shooting, and he just hit it. And like Tom said, if they make their free throws, it does, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cow's opinion. So It's moo. So, you know, Bobby, I'm trying to think of the right comparison. Do you remember the 2012 RG3 season? We were 10-6. and six. Like, let's say, for example, the... Steelers of that year or the Patriots were 10 and 6. Their 10 and 6 is good. Our 10 and 6 is bad. I, I, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Like the Packers. This I would year. say the yes. reverse. Were they really a 13 yes. and 3 team? Yes. Uh, thank you. That's what I'm trying to explain. Uh, okay, I, okay. I know the record, the record is says indicative. They're really good. Yes, but there's but just I... something that just doesn't click. And I think the other. And it, it is purely offensive it because I think we've rebounded the ball. Mostly pretty well. We defense. I don't have a, a problem with. We no, stay out of foul trouble when for the they most get it, part. Right, and just when they get tired, it, yeah, that it, it's, to everybody. it's purely offense. Yeah, and we're not uh, Virginia Cavaliers. We're not going to be able to you know hold teams to forty points, fifty points a game, or something like that. And what I was kind of alluding to earlier is what makes it more frustrating is like we were just singing uh, Turgeon's praises just last week. Mm-hmm. And we thought he had finally turned a corner. We thought we're that back. they were on an upswing near the end of the regular season heading into the tournament and we just came crashing right back to the same old same old now again is that fatigue possibly but at the same time 
a fatigued Maryland team coached well should still beat Rutgers every single time. That Agreed. was Rutgers' first win against Maryland since we joined the Big Ten. Cool. I mean, and, and they're just so average. And of course, did you guys see my tweet last night? Of course, the most average player on Rutgers. What's yep. the fucking rule? Uh, work cure all? No. Jags, Jags become goats. Yep. Number six. Of course, the most average player had a career night against Maryland. Like, yep. he already matched his season average within the first five minutes How of the game. How many career nights have we seen against, like, just lo- our local teams? Like, let's ballpark it. Uh, it's in the hundreds. I was going to say, it has to be over hundreds. It's in the hundreds. It's incredible. Every single like especially basketball, <laughs> especially basketball. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that adds to the frustration that you know it was the glimmer. I mean, we we had the turgeon glimmer we, last we week. Absolutely had the glimmer. We're like, oh my god, he finally figured it out. And oh, see, oh. I I don't know why I'm just. I really want to enjoy this. I know we said this last week. Enjoy this. You're 15 and one at home. You are going to be you know finished with a top three seed in the Big Ten tournament. That's really really impressive. Why I'm just I am I am not enjoying watching this team just because they they're not fun to watch. It's a str- I, I, it's stressful. It's, it's two hours of stress and anxiety yeah. and frustration. <laughs> even if even yeah. when they're playing well. And I, I I'll say this. I'll say it again. I, I was Bobby Ian. I know you both are more college basketball guys than NBA. I was in that same sentiment until Mark Turgeon came here. He ruined my love for the game because it's just so unwatchable. I think your point about him being a better. I think he'd be a good NBA because it's actually yeah, very a, that's interesting. A, that's a good point. That's I never thought point. about it. Yeah. I, good, go. I was thinking last night after the, the Rutgers loss, like, say this team wins out. Say they beat Michigan. Say they win the Big Ten tournament. Say they mm. win the fucking national championship. I still think I would consider this the most frustrating <laughs> team I've ever been a fan of. I think I would hate this team the most of any team. Not like hate like the players or like because obviously like I love the group of players. I love how they never quit. I love how they play no, defense. No, Bobby, what you hate are five minute scoreless droughts. I hate them five. so much. What? Your, Seven. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was just you know, five. I, I hate scoreless droughts too. If they hang, especially two, from a top team in the fucking nation. If they hang two banners after this season, I would still be like, but that fucking team <laughs> drove me insane. That team took ten years off my life. <sighs> All right. So, that was fun. Go Terps. <laughs> I am a Terp. Before we stay local, I just want to go around the NFL really quick. Uh, bombshell was dropped over the past few days. Um, now, I don't know if this is just you know free agent fodder or, or, or what have you. Before we move on, can I ask a question? Please. Uh, this is like a fun group question. This is a question that Megan posed to me last night. Here's um, <laughs> Gregory. And she thought my response right. was hilarious. Because, of course, there's no simple response to this. But she said, if all of your favorite teams are playing at the same time, Mm -hmm. and let's just say you have a TV and your laptop, tablet, whatever, you can only watch two. She she said one, but I was like, I can figure out a way to watch two. Yeah. (laughs) And she said, all right, fine, two. Who are your two? That's Redskins, Maryland basketball, Caps, Wizards, Nats, or Orioles, um, and Maryland football. Redskins so, is one. So, so I'm going Redskins. Yeah, obviously. I said Redskins. It should be Maryland basketball. I said Maryland basketball. And we're not caring about seasons. Or, I see. That's yeah. what I was like. I was like, well, actually, my goodness, it would never actually occur. <laughs> yeah. the, scheduling, the scheduling wouldn't allow it. And she was like, shut up. <laughs> Just answer the question. <laughs> I want to say Maryland basketball. I, I That should be my number two. I know you're going to say caps. Camp. I'm going caps. Yeah. I'm, I'm skins and caps. Yeah. So it was poor. And my entire life growing up, it was Terps, Terps basketball number one. Skins number two. Caps would be my number one. Redskins Orioles would be a 
I mean, this year's Redskins? Yeah. This year's Orioles? <laughs> Komodos. Right. I wonder what Umos would be. Uh, Orioles, Orioles for breakfast, lunch, dinner, <laughs> snack. Yeah, but, but between Ravens and Penn State. He would, not, he would forget Ooh. to mention the Ravens as every Baltimore. Because you know it's Orioles. Yeah. Even I, though there's 162 I think games. I, I think he would say Penn State. I think he'd say Penn State. Yeah. I think he would too. Never forget, he's from Olney. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me say, it's closer to Baltimore than D.C. I'm so sure. <laughs> um, now that he has the ICC. Yeah, it's true. All right, All so right. speaking of the Ravens going the ICC. going around the NFL. Also, was still inaccurate. Well, um, he was talking about time. It, this rumor of Tom Brady not playing in New England again, I thought was just, oh, that's just Wouldn't that be hilarious? That's, that's ridiculous. According to number of reputable sources this is he's, he's this not is going legit. back he's, he's not going back I he's can't not believe coming it. back and it, is that really going to happen guys i i just i think he's probably going to go to san francisco Oof. You do another Could you imagine Oof. like just that, go jesus jimmy Christ. g step Christ. by i'm gonna take your well, job hopefully, and go back hopefully they just God. trade with my hometown team he's from northern california right he's a Cal- he's a san Fran. grew up a 49er mm-hmm. fan yeah that's why he wears twelve. Oh, really? He's, no, he's, no, he's six. Northern California. I thought he was Southern California. No, he's, I think, he's, I think he's San Fran. Cali, oh, yeah. Cali. All right. It's a big state. They want us to succeed. Because he went to that. Uh, he went to my cousin's Good high school. He went to the same high school as my cousin. <laughs> he lives in San Francisco. Good for them. Like there was a petition. So that didn't work. Could you imagine he goes to was like shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I seen him linked to the Chargers. He go. Yeah. Well, hold on. Ugh. Could you imagine he goes to San Francisco? Takes Jimmy G's job and then Jimmy G comes back to the Patriots. Yeah, because if they, they could trade him back, yeah, it's not gonna be a second And Tom Brady's like, <laughs> no, I have another, I have another theory G. on that. The Patriots will tread water this year with like Jarrett Stidham or some other Jag, and then guess who's in a contract year? Kirky. Then he's gonna go to New England. Kirky's already in a contract year. Yeah, it's year three. Kid's smart. His year was his deal Kid's was only smart. three years. Three years. I thought it was four. Oh, three, three years, eighty four. Yeah. So then he's going to go to New England. Could have been, and win a Super Bowl. Get it, Chris, right now. (laughs) I want that. Not, not at New England, though. Come on. Fuck yeah, let's get it. I don't have a problem with New England. I'm not. We only play them once every four years. Yeah, I have a problem with Boston. Oh yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Win a Super Bowl in Minnesota first with Stephon Diggs. Okay, or trade Stephon Diggs to the So Tom Brady has been linked to the Chargers, linked to the Forty Niners. Colts, my Raiders, Colts, Raiders, and Bucks actually, because Tampa Bay is cutting bait with Jameis Winston. I don't do not think he would be good in that offense. Briefly, way the, too fast. Briefly with the Titans too, but I think they're yeah, with that's true. That's true because so, one, I, I just guys, we were Michael Jordan played in a played for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, that does not. I mean, outside of this area, it is not often talked about. Hey, I have a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey. Yeah, you, you do. Oh, shut up. <laughs> It's just going to be really weird. I'm trying to picture him in another uniform. I can't. Yeah. I mean, and, like, and why does I, you know, go ahead? No, I was going to say, like, I think, I don't know. This is, see, like, the Jordan, I get the Jordan comparison, but again, I don't remember Jordan as a bull because by the time I was old enough to, like, white fridge, I was, by the time I was old enough to, like, focus and, like, understand <laughs> basketball and sports, like, he had already retired as a bull, so I barely remember him as a bull. So like him going to the Wizards was like, oh cool, Michael Jordan's here as a wizard. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's my team. I, I mean, I just wonder like, what do 
like people our parents' age think of when they saw Montana leave the Niners and go to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. That was probably bizarre. Too. I think this is going to be the weirdest out of those three weird. examples. Because he's been with the past 20 years. For 17, 20 weird. years. Weird. And then throw another jersey. Do it. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of rooting for it. Because then Just we'll retire, man. He's not going to. Go away. He's Just go going. away. I want to see I want him to, I want to see him do it because then I think we'll finally have the answer. Okay, is Tom Brady the actual goat or was it Belichick? If he goes to a good team like a San Francisco and just flails out, I mean, I get it. He's going to be, what, 43, 42 this year? 43. Longest okay, pass is going to be 18 yards. Right. All right, that's – I'll take that with a grain of salt. It, but if like if Belichick brings in some nobody and still like makes it to the AFC Championship game, I'm like, all right. Why does Belichick he wanna, takes 80% of the credit for those Super Bowls. Why does he want to leave? Because I guess the test he's for, excited about it too. Like, free agent I don't. Market? I really don't think he's motivated by money because he's made so much. His wife's worth so much money. Yeah, like he's already taken pay cuts. He's never been the breadwinner in that relationship. Anyway, yeah, so like, give I, I don't think money. he he cares about that. I think he wants to be. I, I feel like there's a lot of ego to it, and he just wants a, an opportunity to prove that, like as you said, that it's he could do something Belichick. without without Belichick. You know, he probably should have done this like ten years ago. But if that was in fact the there's case. there's also the theory though that. Okay, fine. Say he tests free agency and he gets a match. Robert Kraft is just going to come back and just, here's a blank check. You're not leaving. Yeah. I mean, and still, but if he wants the best opportunity to win is still probably in New England. It has to be New England. Now, how much? Unless he goes to San Francisco. Here's the thing, though. San Francisco could work. How much do we know? Like, I haven't been following this too closely. I've kind of just had it like in the back burner. How much do we know that this is him wanting to leave and not Belichick pushing him out? Like, how much do we, we know? We this don't know Belichick behind the scenes is like, you know what? I can't win with a 43-year-old quarterback. We need it's, it's time. Like, we had a first-round exit at home. It's time. I need a new. I need to start over with a young guy. I could totally see that being the case. For sure. A, f- a friend of mine uh, at work brought up, what if he goes to Dallas because Dax hasn't signed his shit yet? He's not going there. I, but wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> I would never watch ESPN ever again. Oh, is that not a Jerry Jones oh, thing to God. do? It, I would never it watch. Absolutely, is a Jerry Jones thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's <laughs> biggest fear just came. Ian's face literally just lemoned. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> she she wasn't ready. Tell your friend for work, there, Chatty she wasn't Kathy. ready. <laughs> Could you see like a, a Denver Broncos type of situation where they went to the playoffs, wanted? Uh, playoff game with Tim Tebow and then realize, hey, we can get Peyton Manning. Jimmy G. San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Put Tom yeah. in there. Good a man. That is weird, man, I, seeing him in another. And, well, then I saw, like, it's, especially in today's day and age, like there was Tom Brady and Julian Edelman were at an NBA game or a college basketball yeah, game. Syracuse game. And they FaceTime Mike Rabel, so then the yeah. Tennessee connection would make sense. It's a former teammate of his going to a run-heavy team with a good young receiver in A.J. Brown, and great a good defense. defense yep. you know, just a game away from the uh, Super Bowl. So, yeah, and Tennessee can make sense too, but I, I just couldn't see him playing in a market like that. I, yeah. But Nashville were welcome with open arms. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird you know i i don't know weird. what it was like for people outside of this area to see michael jordan in another uniform because for me i remember that was one of the most exciting days of my life mm-hmm. like oh yeah. my god michael jordan is on the wizards yeah and you know i i would assume for like pretty much everywhere else outside of the dmv we're like you know, that's really really weird looking yeah it has to be 
And it's going to be, I mean, if he goes somewhere else, it's going to be weird too. I got, I mean, if he goes to the Raiders, I'm going to be like, the fuck? I hate this guy because he, I hate him so much because he beat the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't have. Then Derek Carr is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about He's gone. Derek Carr. 80, oh, 86. That's easy, my Easy, easy. Tang has wheels, but you don't move roll. the table. You move you. This table sucks. <laughs> does this come yeah, with the house? Yeah, it does. <laughs> does this come with it the conveyed. house? <laughs> Should get rid of it. Uh, All right. So some other uh, <laughs> other rules, uh, other um, newsworthy items to go over in the NFL. Looks like that 18 game schedule is going to be pushed through. That's crazy. so. 18 be, or 17. I'm 17. sorry. 17 will be eight. It's 18 weeks. 18 weeks, 17 games, two bye weeks, and then they're reducing a preseason game. So there'll be, Porter will be three preseason games. I like that. 17. Yeah, I agree. And the idea of a second bye week. I mean, that's their their way of getting away. Fuck that. Yeah, how does that work? Wait, whoa, whoa. whoa, That's what I'm trying to do the math. So they are adding the extra team, so it's a 17 playoff? That was the playoff at NFL. Let me. Hold on, let's so is it 19 weeks or is it 18 weeks? If finalized, the NFL playoffs would expand from six teams per conference to seven beginning in the 2020 season. The addition of one team would reduce the number of first-round buys from two teams to one team per conference. This would reduce the number of preseason games by one from four down to three. They're saying it and also- a 17-game regular season schedule possible. They're saying it would also help like drive competition between the top teams because like everyone's gonna be one fighting for that buy as opposed to just two teams getting a buy only one person can get it. So like the two and three seed will be fight like you no. know yeah. So then the seventeenth game would also be played out of market in order to keep the balance of eight home and eight away games for each team. So this would include international games in London okay. and Mexico City. That answers a question. And then there. also open up the option to play games where the NFL doesn't have a uh, franchise such as Alabama. Okay, that makes sense, and I'm kind of down for that. I'm so over London games, but I'm hey, okay. That was with, terrible. I'm okay with playing in Canada, Mexico, Alabama, the big house, wherever the fuck you want to play in the continental United States. Why? Why the fuck are we playing in London? Let's have a pro game in Hawaii, our own fucking state. <laughs> That's true. So um, the Pro the, Bowl used to be. You took the Pro Bowl away from them. So the this the proposal includes Week One still beginning after Labor Day. And the Super Bowl concluding the final Sunday of February. The final be, Sunday of February. Which could be bad news for the Oscars. It but, would but allow that's good news for Bobby and Ian. <laughs> and the, that the Super Bowl is the final Sunday in February? That's like after spring training. That's like that's oh. like this past weekend. Oh, I like this is that. March fourth. Um uh oh, what's XFL gonna do? Critical sweeps weeks for its broadcast partners Just, and that, I mean, that two has, buys. They'll have to push back the draft too, probably, right? Or no? Probably. I love month. the XFL bridging yeah. Super Bowl and draft. The additional yes. the additional game for each club would be played out of market. I already said that. It opens up the possibility. You already said that. They also have the um, XFL has a link up with the NFL. They just have to be minor league football. Roger Goodell is very supportive of um, having games in London, which would include <laughs> at least two Jaguars games. The NFL has also Why talked internally about playing <laughs> playing games it's in so other bad. cities in the U.S., which you know have pro teams: um, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Hawaii. Hey, and cities in Canada, you. so there you go, Bob. Um, yeah, Canada makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, do Lund- do English people actually care about the NFL? Like, why? Also, why the Jaguars? Why do they get stuck with that? Are they like paying for that? I don't understand why they get stuck with that. But do the British have a 
like huge interest in the NFL. I don't understand why he's so pro London or pro just England. dead set on he's it. Just like he's no, this is happening. The players hate it. No team likes it. No fan. I mean, I don't know. If I'm a fan, I'm much rather go to Mexico City and haven't there than been London. Like multiple ties because we we tied. We tied for sure. I feel like somebody else tied too. That's the other thing. Now that you mentioned tie, I do like the 17 game schedule. I think Danny really pointed this out, so I can't take credit for this idea. But uh, that that eliminates eight and eights. Ah. You know, you can, you're either seven and nine or nine and seven. Now, what they also need to do is get rid of ties during the games. Oh, that's true. No more 500. No more 500. You're either above 500 or you're not, which I like. But you also need to get rid of ties during the games. You need to fix overtime. Please and thank you. Adopt some format of the XFL or college football overtime. Because ties are stupid. Winners and losers, please. Please and thank you. Um, do you think they'll fix the um, pass interference rules? No. Because it, no it one, did that was a learning work. experience. Because it no one did know, not work. Because no one knows what catches are. <laughs> no one, especially Ryan Grant. Never forget. And no one knows what pass interference is or is not. Yeah, I mean, I actually don't mind these. I'm no, I don't. Either. I'm more okay to the expansion of the regular season than a. What would that be? A fourteen playoff? Yeah. So that's Seed, so yeah, fourteen mean, out of thirty. That's still less than half the team making the playoffs, which I, I guess is down for. It does seem like a lot of teams making the playoffs, though. So what do that's you have? True. You got because I don't like the because I feel like as we're watching the NBA right now, and um, do you rearrange the the divisions? So you'll have four division winners, mm-hmm. one number one overall seed gets the bye, and then I guess th- the next three best records, right? I guess so. That would be my guess. I mean, I, I'm all for more football, especially football that counts, and reducing football that doesn't count, i.e. the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like it seems like the players are pretty divided on this. Yeah. I I mean, especially for for a few reasons, like the fourth preseason game, that really gives the opportunity to for fringe prospects to make a name for themselves. Yeah, and it's you know for a an opportunity like that, then you realize how good this player could be. I mean, insert the XFL. There you go. I mean, seriously, I'm 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 not doing a bit. The XFL eventually, or the NFL, I should say, the NFL eventually needs to link up with the XFL and become their minor league, some sort of minor league system. That would make sense. You think that's their hope, the XFL? I would think so. Because then they would probably get some of the NFL funding and yeah. promotion. Yeah. Sure. I would think so. And then that's just... That sounds like Vince McMahon. But, I mean, that helps both parties, too, because then you're getting fringe NFL players funneling down to the XFL, not just cast-offs. These are guys that are were that close to making the team, not just... Been there, done that, discarded from the NFL. These are guys that will be back in the NFL eventually playing See, I in think the XFL. That's what Vince doesn't want. I think he wants people to come from the NFL to play at the XFL. I think that's his end game. Okay. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out soon. Um, Shields up. You know, moving, moving forward to the. Again. Yeah. Yes. Moving forward to the Redskins. Uh, the first topic I wanted to talk about Mel yeah. Kuyper came out today. Uh, not today, excuse me, a few days ago, in which he said if Tua is available at number two, you're taking him. So, uh, and then he also said to keep Dwayne Haskins. Now, I like Mel Kuyper. I mean, that guy knows uh, every folks. prospect in the history of NFL prospects. 
But that's about that's a pretty damn hot take. A uh, dumbass take is what that is. Yeah. You know, at the same time, this is a new regime in Washington. And you know, the culture is actually damn good. God, that makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> but the culture is kind of good now. You know, again, I, I feel like we might see a can't think of the word some parallels to what arizona did with uh josh rosen and a, so i i, I don't know trade, i guess yeah i i don't know if dwayne haskins is it i know those last three games he looked much much better but second in qbr yeah so i you know so you all you think that's a scorching hot take from kuiper about the two and two and news uh for, okay first off i want to preface this by saying i am all in on this conversation i love <laughs> i mean this is what you get mm-hmm. I, I this is what you get this is kind of like your the positive of having such a shitty regular season mm-hmm. is that you get the number two overall pick yep and you get to have conversations like this yep. this is fun hey and if i'm the redskins hell yeah i like Tua. i want other teams to think i like them if yeah. they're willing Not to give me a king's that's ransom a good, that's a good point and yeah. so and that's now i will say and we're going to have, obviously, plenty of time to talk about this. The draft's late April, and it's beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait for these conversations because it could change on a dime, you know. But I will say, as of right now, I th- I think I know how it's going to turn out, you know. I'm pretty confident that it's going to go Burrow, Chase Young, 1-2. Sure. And then wherever the, whoever goes after that goes after that. But But I will say that there are so many possibilities of different things happening, and that's what excites me. And that's what's like... You know, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And that's why I'm really excited to have this conversation. So, to answer your question, is Mel Kuyper Jr.'s take scorching hot? For me personally, who really wants Chase Young, yes. It's ridiculous to think of. And I think other people, uh, uh, who's the uh, NBC guy, King? Peter King. Peter King came out and said it was like, like not in a million years. But, it, yes, it's scorching hot, but it's not that out no. of the realm of possibility. And I think it's we something that... We just saw ha- this two years ago. Well, we just the, Last it's year. The, it's last the year, keeping brain think, is the really stupid part. And I Agreed. think it has to be... Yeah. And I think it has to be considered. Mm-hmm. You know? For so, the maybe, first, so to answer question, maybe not because we are considering it. So for the first time in our lives, I feel like the Redskins have leverage. Mm-hmm. And that number two spot in a league in which there's going to be a lot of quarterback turnover this coming offseason... This offseason, excuse me. Uh, this is, yes, I. we met with Tua. We think he's a great quarterback. He's be successful in this league. I'm going to say all of the excellent things about him. I want other teams to sit to think, oh, my God, if we really want him, we have to we have to get aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kuiper, yeah, go ahead, Bob. No, no, go ahead. You go um, ahead. No, you go ahead. McShay's, uh, Kuiper's. Counterpart, Tom McShay, reported, I believe it was yesterday, that Dan Snyder is very much involved in the draft process and loves Chase Young. Bobby, I love Chase Young. You love Chase Young. Ian loves Chase Young. All of us do. Porter as well. Right, buddy? Correct. Yeah. Um, What really bothers me about this report is not the fact that he likes Chase Young. is that he's involved. 
please, for the love of God, I thought for the point, the point of all of this was you're going to stay out of it. You are no longer involved, sir. And, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Okay, hold up. You're saying that McShay reported that Snyder's involved? Yes. Did you actually hear what McShay said? No. Okay, so this is not your fault because I happened to tune into Chad Dukes today and he was on this topic and he pointed out who has this video or audio? Did he actually report this? And if you listen to it, I thought it was interesting. McShay is not reporting that Snyder's involved. He said he's just going through the scenario if if I'm the Redskins, if I'm Kyle Smith or whoever's making the draft selection, and if Dan Snyder comes to me and says, You're not drafting Tua, then I'm then this is what I'm gonna do. That's what he said. He's not he wasn't actually saying that I've heard from sources that Dan Snyder is heavily involved in the draft out. He was just going through a scenario where Dan Snyder is still involved and telling you you cannot draft a quarterback. Yes. So this is so so in that case, then I'm going to be drafting Chase Young. He's hearing that the owner won't allow them to to go draft another quarterback. He didn't say he heard them, unless you saw a different report. I heard what I heard from Sean McVay, not Sean McVay. Whoa. <laughs> R.I.P. My guy. I, think I saw what Tom was talking about. Todd McShay. <laughs> what I heard from him is that he was just talking about a scenario when Dan Snyder. Is hands on, mm-hmm. not that he actually is. He wasn't reporting that he actually is, unless you saw a different report. Yeah, it's just when I hear of something, Snyder, uh, he doesn't deserve the benefit of doubt ever. Not. So if I hear yeah. he's involved, I mean, he was, as you should be. It was clearly known that he was directly involved in the drafting of Dwayne Haskins. He's a Bullis alum, like his son, and you know, a relationship was formed even before he became a Washington Redskin. And it m- might, in fact, be the case that we. Chase Young is going to be cut from a similar cloth here. And it's for that exact reason, and I'm not like blaming you or criticizing you for it, but like I think it's, it's that's that's just the natural reaction for Redskins fans when you hear Yes. One thousand percent. When you hear a guy like who has respected and, and knowledgeable like Todd Mache say Absolutely. in the same sentence, Redskins draft Dan Snyder quarterback etc cetera, etc cetera, or just stop at snyder you know then your automatic reaction is like oh fuck he's touching it again or yep. <laughs> that's what she said nice oh fuck he's touching it again new band name called it um <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck he's you know dictating what we're going to be drafting um i think that's the natural reaction and that's why people got up in arms about it. so again i didn't actually see that that's what he was reporting i think he was just laying out a scenario is okay. if i'm the redskins and dan snyder said i can't draft the quarterback then i'm drafting chase so you, I'm asking you this personally. Do you think that Dan Snyder is involved in this draft process? Because I think he is. I don't. I don't think. I, yeah, I was gonna say as of right now, no. I think. I think it was the Ron show. This was the first. I mean, but now, Ron I mean, even came out. And, wrong. And Ron even came out in the press conference said, "If we need help, we'll go to Dan." Right. Yeah, but he's just gonna say that. Right. But I. So I think this was the first what red flag that Dan has his hands on anything. Since Ron got here, right? Okay, yeah. First, I was like, first red flag for Dan. No, no, no. There's like for, since thousands. In, in the Rivera era. Yeah, okay. Rivera era. That's going to Re- tongue twist me a Rivera. lot. Rivera. Rivera era. Um, so I I would say no. But, you know, if things start leaking out a little more, and then, you know, draft, like you guys mentioned both, you know, you 
if you're the Redskins, you want people to think you're interested in two. Thousand percent. You, you're gonna leak stuff out like that. Blah 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 blah. It's kind of a cat and mouse game. Um, but you know, I think it'll be pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious last year that he wanted Dwayne Haskins. You know, if if we get closer to closer to the draft night, and it seems more and more likely that the Redskins are drifting from Chase Young to a Tua, then it's gonna be like, all right, he was behind the scenes the whole time. Mm-hmm. I really think when it comes down because. I, I think Ron is just going to make the simple pick and, and simplify it for himself and take Chase Young. He's a defensive guy. He's probably, I'm assuming in his mindset, you can't have enough pass rush, you, an elite pass rush. You can't get the number two pick overall wrong. And if Chase Young is the best prospect to come out in years, as we understand, mm-hmm. then take him. I yeah. know that's not our biggest need, but take him. Yeah. But I do want to go over Tom's ideal draft scenario. Because we saw this a couple a few years ago with Chicago Bears, in which they had the third overall pick. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco Niners, San Francisco 49ers had the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. The Bears were so in love with Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> and were so worried that someone else was going to take him that they traded up with the 49ers, and giving up a substantial amount to just move up one spot to get Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So my ideal scenario is the Lions decide to cut bait with Matt Stafford, and they're all in on Tua, or Justin Herbert, one of those guys. Um, and they trade with us from three to two. We get a second-round pick and back or some other you know draft, draft capital, and we still get Chase Young at three. That is the definition of having your cake and eating it, too. All right, hold on. I got lost in, lost in the sauce. All right. All right. Who are you trading with? So... The Detroit Lions Detroit are picking Lions. third. Okay, I'm saying let's say the Lions cut decide to cut bait with Matt Stafford and have fallen in love with Tua. I don't feel like saying his last name because I don't know how to pronounce it. Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Anyways, <laughs> what's so, the freak's last name? And Antetokounmpo. 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 Can you imagine if like their families got married? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo's name. Um, so Bobby, let me just to repeat. So you're swapping with the so the Redskins fall back to three, Lions go up to two to take two, and you also add on what what pick? Give us your second round pick and a and a third, something like that. So that's the other question too. Is say the Redskins do trade back or what? Because I want a second round pick. What's the yeah? That's ideal too. But what's the price? Like what can they realistically get? I, I don't really think that pick. King's Ransom RG3 type trade is going to happen again. So I heard... Do you uh, agree? Yeah. Ian, do you, I don't think a trade of that magnitude is going to is happen. Is that because RG3 fanned out? Yes. Well, their and, guys fanned out too. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, look at the fucking Bears and Raiders. Okay, but even... Yeah, well, yeah. But even uh, Andrew Luck, I mean, on different circumstances, but also fanned out. Oh, he just... I know, but he's not playing anymore. Sure. But I, the reason so, why I came up with this ideal scenario is because we just saw this recently. Right, yeah. And, you know, we see this every year that teams fall in love with these quarterbacks and will do whatever it takes to get them. Because if you don't have a good quarterback, you're most likely not going to win. So Ryan Wilson of CBS on Grand Danny said that he picked the Dolphins as an example, but the Dolphins could theoretically give you um, two firsts and then also maybe a second rounder Need more. The, both of their because the Dolphins have two first round picks, yep, so that's more. what five and eighteen, I think it is. Yes, more. 
two first rounders. Give me your this two. year, a second rounder, and then maybe also a first in twenty twenty one. That's hard to say no to. That's really hard to say no to. Oh, he also might have said Wait, okay. So if that's a scenario, second rounder Bobby, next year, but maybe a first. Bobby, rounder. let's okay. You're saying that so five eighteen second round pick and next year's first first or second round pick. Yes. For the f- uh yes. Would you get? Would you take that? Yeah, I think you're right, and that's hard to say no, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Ian, would you take so that? Look at the order there. Which one was it? The Dolphins, Dolphins trade. They give us their fifth overall, the eighteenth overall, uh, their second round pick, and next year's first. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm doing it. Yeah, that's too much draft capital. That's that's like the only way I would do it. Because then, and and I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume in Tom's ideal draft scenario, if that's the case, we still get Chase Young. I don't think Chase Young no falls way. No, not at five. Falls to five. No we way. get um, the quarterback Isaiah from Ohio Sim- State. Or Isaiah Simmons. Or I don't oh, think he lasts there either. I like him You a think lot. the Giants take him? I think the Giants are taking a tackle. If they don't have... if I think the Giants are going to take a tackle. Unless True. Chase Young is available. Yeah, McShay has him projected to go to the Giants right now, but... Who? I mean, Chase Young? Uh, Isaiah Simmons, uh, who ran like a 4-4. He's a monster. Yeah. He plays edge good. rush and safety and He's linebacker. <laughs> So um, and then also with your 18th pick, you would get a receiver. Ooh. You would get like can I, can I have Jerry who's, Judy? Who's ever, I want Jerry Judy. I don't know. So Jerry Judy gets the 18. 18. Right. Well, you would 18. get probably the Clemson receiver or maybe C.D. Lamb. Ooh, I like him too. Because I, I was or, I'm going to guess Rugs and Judy go first in terms of receiver, yeah in terms of receivers unless a team like you said falls in love with C.D. Lamb and loves the speed. That guy I, like I don't Judy. remember the, I don't remember the Clemson's name. Receiver's name, but apparently T. Higgins. Yeah, he's supposed to be a stud too. Sure Clemson receivers are good. Chickens. And then, and then you get a second round pick and get your tight end. Give me that. <laughs> so you filled Cole Komet, Notre Dame. You filled a a stud defensive either a cornerback or, or a linebacker, oh, which is. are both needs. And then you also get a receiver and a tight end with and book it in the first three rounds. All right. So, um, want to go on to free agent wish list. There's a few players that have been linked to the Redskins. Um, I'm not sure if John Keim was re- reported this or not today. I know it's kind of hard to keep up with Twitter, especially during free agency frenzy. But there are a lot of Alabama players on the Redskins, right? Yeah. Rollskins. One of the things that these Alabama players like to do, especially Ryan Anderson, is recruit other Alabama players. I do not think the Cowboys are going to be able to keep Amari Cooper. And it was reported today that there is interest, Thomas, in, <laughs> in signing. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> oh, I, I, no. I am just—I'm I, just painting a picture. Painting I'm a just pet. the paintbrush. You just gonna put a little bird in, in the corner? Yeah, this little bird right there. Painting a picture so, of temptation. Um, I wrote down three names here, guys. I wrote down Amari Cooper, Austin Hooper. Didn't mean Amari Hooper. And James Bradbury, cornerback from the Carolina Panthers. A hoopa. Probably the most expensive cornerback on the market. Oh. Undoubtedly the most expensive tight end on the market. And in the most expensive wide receiver on the market. Well, the most expensive cornerback from Carolina, so naturally the Redskins had to take him, right? One, one, isn't, 100%. Isn't but that, that seems like that one makes sense regardless, just because of the connection between him and Ron Rivera, this coaching staff, no, I know. and the amount that he's going to be asking for. Aren't um, you a little bit hesitant after the Josh Norman? See, I, I, well, one, he's not going to cost as much as Josh Norman did. Okay, and and Josh really wasn't a bust. Yeah, I, until this year, I mean, well, he was, was solid. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I know he's going to be labeled as another free agency failure by the Redskins, but I don't think I comparatively speaking, high. I don't think it was as like no. he's nowhere near in the same category as like you know the Albert Haynesworths and no, the no. Deion Sanders and. and Traded Brandon right Lloyd and Archuleta and so on and so forth. It's just forth. the I mean, recency effect. People yeah, just I mean, think he, about this year. He was a solid starter for us for four years. And Played never, well. And he never made a Pro Bowl. I think people always point to that, too. But yeah. it's like, yeah, because no one threw to him for the first three years he was or two seasons he was here. All right, so with those names Sorry. I just mentioned, guys, who sticks out? Who do you like? Who are Bradbury. you willing to give a, a blank check to? I want Bradbury. Okay. I would love Hooper, but, I'm not, <laughs> but I don't want to pay him top dollar. It's gonna. That's what it's gonna take. Yep, I'm good. Give me the draft. I think if you get, I actually want uh, Hunter Henry. Dude, he, he didn't sign anywhere, did he? He's gonna get franchise tagged. Hunter Harvey. Hunter Henry from Henry. the Chargers. Or it's, uh, <laughs> nice. Nah, I was just doing he's it. he's apparently going he's to get franchise tagged. Oh man. Yeah, he's gonna get <laughs> franchised. Can but we, so if you get, all right. I mean, well, I would say when, I would, when does free agency start? When's it? It's like a few weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. So when the when the soon oh boy year, when oh the boy count, when the NFL year starts. Yeah. All right. So you theoretically can um, have some question marks filled before the draft. So if you go the route of James Bradbury, then you won't have to draft Okuda, right? Theoretically, and if, yes. If Quentin Dunbar is still on this roster, okay, you could fair. still theoretically go Okuda because if best available and he still fits, it's still a need. Right. And this is also assuming you're trading back, but Yep. Um see like is it Because I I would go ahead, Bob. Sorry, I keep on No no, no this is fine. It's but like so I I know tight end is a huge need. I, it is and, such and a just got it is, that guy, it's our weakest position by He just far. got that guy yes. of course from the Panthers who yep. also played at Ohio State. Yep, saw that. Um No relation to Sammy Ball, sorry guys. But am I am I crazy or weird thinking like I would just rather just draft a tight end this year maybe at some point well they need someone like they can plug in as a starter right away did, tight ends typically have a, have can a you, tough time can transitioning you, I, I have a can you do that like in, in the third round is that, is that too high for a tight I end I mean we've been lucky with Chris Cooley no. and, and, and Jordan Reed you know I, I have a couple of other ideas like I would throw in hey hey do. Cleveland Browns give me I'll give you a fourth round pick give me David and Joku Mm. Or I'm calling um, who is that receiver for, in Tampa Bay? Hey, um, Bruce Mike Arians, Evans. you don't use tight ends. Give oh, me, um, um, give me OJ Howard. Yeah, OJ Howard. Yeah, I, w- I would trade for a, a guy still in the rookie deal with high upside and see if they have an opportunity. I mean, if we're going to be priced out of the Austin Hooper business because I don't want to pay, I don't want to overpay for someone like Eric Ebron, who is really next in the the. Next in line in terms of what do you do in a bank? Yeah, and what do you do with an order? <laughs> he's too docile to like think that's like he's like okay right, this is you happening do this seven thousand more times he's I'm like, gonna get upset. Like, this is nice. This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> no, Ian's not allowed to pet other dogs. He's possessive. Of course, true. He's very, he's very much possessive. He's okay, Bear Bear. I was wondering if Tom was going to notice. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's why I started. <laughs> well, he's like smiling as you're doing it. So I was like, I think he likes it. <laughs> this is a game, right? <laughs> so, Ian, your thoughts on, I mean, I, I know you said you like Bradbury. Would You don't. Because if we get priced out of Austin Hooper, then then what? I mean, I wouldn't mind getting Ebron and then drafting. You're going to have to overpay for Ebron. Not, not 
Hooper not, money. Not Hooper money, correct. And he did he did well. I think he was just in a shitty situation. In Detroit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Are you looking at it by need or by who's available in terms of position? Like, and by need of position or this is the best guy available? We need to go after him. Uh, he would be like the it's, next. it's like, how do you, all right, if you're just taking these three names by face. And yeah, there's uh, Austin, rank Austin probably, Hooper's 25, Hunter Henry's 25. Again, Hunter Henry is most likely to be franchise tagged. Greg Olson already signed with. The Seattle Seahawks, so that leaves Eric Ebron, who's only 26. Damn. Damn, yeah. he seems older. I would have guessed older. Huh. But I'm talking about Bradbury, Hooper, and Cooper. Hmm. See, one of the things, like, on paper, like, man, could you imagine Amari Cooper I was next say, to like, Terry McLaurin and, 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 and if these Steven three, Sims and, Amari and Cooper, Kelvin Harmon? Amari Cooper is easily oh, number one. And then you and then Bradbury, the Cowboys, and then too. Hooper. Yeah. But, but then in terms of need, I would probably go... Cornerback, tight end, receiver, right? That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I think tight end's a bigger need. But because there's just nobody. Because yeah, uh, like, even but, if we don't get Bradbury, someone like that, we like, well, hey, Fabian Moreau, and those like at limited sample size, you are substantially better on the outside as opposed to the slot. And if you want to give the people's corner Jimmy Moreland an opportunity to be the full time starter at nickel, or if that can be addressed in the draft. And if Quentin Dunbar can, I I don't know what's going on with that. I'm very confused. Yeah, but that's I, yeah, that's. I nice. still think because if we do not address the tight end position, what would we have? Who was number eighty eight? Hale Henches was that his? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's no one on this team. No more Jeremy Sprinkle. No more Sprinkle Sprinkle, baby. I think we can. Uh, yeah, I would rather just go all in and lock down a staple at cornerback. And then just make do with tight end this year, or just try to develop a tight end. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm okay with they, like a, I mean, a bridge holder because the offense. I mean, the couple years, I mean, a couple games at the end of the season when they put up points, they moved the ball without a tight end, right? I mean, there was no real tight end at play, and I don't know what kind of offense we're going to be working with this year. I mean, Greg Olson was their most productive player in Carolina's offense. True. Mm-hmm. So. Does that play a factor? I mean, and then, you know, you would yeah, assume me, I, AP's I, back. You'd assume Geis is healthy. You get see, Bryce Love back. That's why I want to move back into that second round to get a tight end that could be starting level quality. Yeah. And because this is a very weak tight end draft class with um, Cole Komet out of Notre Dame, looks like to be the first guy, and he's not even a projected first round pick. So um, Thaddeus Moss got hurt too, so he's going to dra- he's going to drop substantially. Um, never you know, I really, uh, to me, the Greg Olson connection really would have made sense because it would have given us a bridge for a year, and then to draft a tight end where we don't have to put him in position to, you know, start right away. So you'd have an opportunity to learn from one of the best, and mm-hmm. you know, almost like a redshirt type of um, opportunity. So obviously, that's not going to be the case. Uh, but if I if I had to bet, it would be you know Austin Hooper is going to be given a blank check somewhere. Yeah. And also, how how good was Austin Hooper? Was that a reflection of you know being on the same team with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and having a Pro Bowl quarterback in Matt Ryan, yeah. or are you legit, or is it you know a little bit of a combination of both? That's a good point. But wouldn't it be pretty? It would be a pretty cool fu to Dallas if we get Amari Cooper, right? I mean, is it just would, me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't want to pay that. 
Yeah. He's going to want a lot of money. I mean, I but would, it would be fantastic. I would expect Dallas to bring him back. I mean, they wouldn't have invested a first-round pick in a guy they could only have for a year and, and a half. And you see what Dak is like when Amari is not on the field. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's two and different if they're going to invest in Dak, you got to invest in his favorite toy. But how are they going to be able to invest in both? They're both going to want top, and they're already paying Zeke. Value. Can't have all three. Wow, you don't. It's a draft damn shame. Backs in the first round. It's a darn shame that the Cowboys are in financial troubles. Oh, oh, poor Speaking guys. of some other Redskins-related news, it, it's apparent that Brandon Sheriff is going to get tagged. That's fine. Uh, What's going to be like sixteen million? Yeah, I mean, for that's, a guard, we can afford it at this point. It even looks like we want to bring back Eric Flowers. So. Other, with the exception of the whole Trent Williams thing, which is just continuing to be confusing on a day-by-day basis, it looks like four out of the five guys are coming back. Hopefully. I, I like it. I like it, too. Stay healthy. Except, Moses, I want to kick you off the fucking team. <laughs> it's his birthday the, today. Yeah, the Redskins oh, tweeted. Happy wi- birthday. Get the fuck out. Yeah, wish, <laughs> wish Morgan Moses happy birthday, and I just wanted to say no. <laughs> I, didn't, no I felt you. bad. I don't know why I felt bad, but I, I didn't even like it. I was like, eh. I don't wish you had birthday. That's so mean. I, I would feel bad if he wasn't like the most outspoken shit talker and like he'll rag on everybody. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. You have the most penalties out of everybody. I hate Eric Flowers. What happened? He fell so hard. No, Moses. Moses. I'm sorry. What the hell did I say? Flowers. You I said love Eric. Flowers. I'm you sorry, Eric. Eric. You're like, I hate Eric Flowers. I, I love you, Eric. Big easy. Big easy. So next look, final question I have for the Redskins here is... Super Bowl. <laughs> what kind of backup quarterback do we want? So Didn't let me, Cole let me sign let me a lifetime a, contract. Let me <laughs> let me elaborate yes, a little bit Jay more. Gruden. <laughs> so I think what a lot of veteran quarterbacks are going to be doing this year are is looking at the recipe as to what Ryan Tannehill just did. Was go you were a former starter where you had some good seasons, you had some bad ones, you had some injury filled ones. Let's go to an opportunity where there's a quarterback that's kind of in limbo. And if you have an opportunity to do it, take it. And that's exactly what happened, and he's going to get paid. So you're basically just picking the worst quarterback on the best team, right? I mean, just trying, yeah, to, well, trying, I, to, find a quor- even... trying to find a bad quarterback or unproductive quarterback on a good team that you can slide in and get or, a Or just someone that the, they're not sure if that's their guy anymore. Yeah. and well, so Why isn't Teddy Bridgewater getting any love? So that's, that's what I was going to bring up because – I think Teddy Bridgewater and Ryan Tannehill are going to be starters next year, but you know what are you going to do if you're Jameis Winston? Yeah, are you going to get a starting job next year? Uh, what about Marcus Mariota? I mean, those are two guys that have had productive seasons, but they're just you know they're just missing certain pieces of their game. And so my question is, if we were to bring in like a Marcus Mariota, for example, or a Jameis Winston, and Dwayne Haskins really struggles again? Oh God! I mean, if I, if I'm Jameis Winston. But when you think about it, cry. if if I'm Marcus Mariota, if I'm Jameis Winston, I am definitely interested in Washington. Yeah, because they have an opportunity to, to supplant a, you know, someone that could be potentially inadequate at the position. What if we draft Tua? Jesus, that that's. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> I know. I love or do you want to go to more of a lower end? Do you want to bring back a Colt McCoy type like a Matt Moore? Was the tenth ranked available? Or Case Keenum looks like he doesn't want to uh, come back next year. So I, I guess with all of that in mind, the Blackhawks or the Battlehawks is a quarterback. Oh no, the Houston Renegades Houston rough, quarter. Roughnecks, Roughnecks, whatever the fuck they're called. PJ PJ, PJ Tucker. Tucker. Let's get him. He's led up the XFL. All right, guys. I just 
exhausted my long-winded question. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I guess it would have to be someone in a similar mold as Haskins, right? If you're sticking with Haskins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Jameis Winston's very similar to I Haskins. I was going to say, he makes a lot of sense right there. But good God. No, he's, I don't so, know how the bucket. going to pay Jameis. He just got LASIK, man. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> he threw 30 interceptions. You see that, that meme of like... Yeah, before, and 30 touchdowns. You see that meme like before LASIK? It's like Winston always squinting, and then after he's like, oh, he's like that wide-eyed picture of him. Nice uh, pass, Bertans. Go up strong with it, really. I mean, I guess to answer your long-winded question, short-windedly, a quarterback that fits Dwayne Haskins' mold, I don't really have anyone on my radar, I guess, besides Winston. But I mean... I feel I like, mean, Teddy, I like I feel Chase like, Daniel and stuff like that. Like I'm good with that. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater's gonna get a starting job. I hope he does. He has to. He's, he's looked good. Yeah, yeah. Took him Where, but five and zero. Well, let's think about it. The Giants are set with Daniel Jones. Actually, Mariota, Cowboys Mariota are set. Wouldn't be a bad Eagles backup. are set. I see the Eagles. Someone said. I think if Eagles someone could figure out it. if someone could figure out Mariota, Foles. that's you know he's talents there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He just didn't fit with Tennessee. So would you be worried if we were to sign someone like a Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota, like a a Ryan Tannehill type of situation that we just saw last season? No. Worried? Like worried? I'd be worried if I were Dwayne Haskins. I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, mean, he... he, (laughs) He threw the exact amount of interceptions as touchdowns he did last year. Like, you can't beat a guy like that. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not threatened by Winston. If he's in in the building, so is there I not someone he, that's he's of there the Ryan Tannehill ilk this season? Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, aren't that? I don't think. I don't know. I don't think I so. Don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, I I <laughs> we're not even past. We don't even know who if Dwayne Haskins is our starting quarterback. Nonetheless, figuring out a backup. Well, already. and then I, I think, ideally, I've said this a lot this episode is um, Alex Smith comes back. He'd be a great backup. That would be fantastic. But uh, and I, we're paying you a lot of money for his sake. I hope he doesn't play again. No. Uh, good God, a toy for you. I always forget about Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I just assume he's not right? playing. Yeah, but, all he wants, but he wants to play. I mean, would you draft another quarterback in like the mid rounds? And you know, I'm good. Not a, is it not in the mid rounds, late rounds, late maybe. Tom McShay always said draft a quarterback every year, and if you hit, you got an asset. Yeah, either you trade him or play him. I don't mind that. Who will be a late round quarterback this year? Uh, maybe uh, he's probably going to get picked earlier than I want. But Jalen Hurts. Oh, he had a great combine. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna get picked early. He's definitely gonna get picked early. I would, I would not mind Jalen though. No, that'd be great. But yeah. and he's not gonna be drafted as a starter. He's I was gonna, gonna say, that, will, anyone pick, where he will goes. anyone pick him as a starter or a possible project? No, I, I really. And where's Philip Rivers? So let, let's let's think about I it. I think Arizona too. It's true. All quarterbacks are set in our division. Green Bay set. Minnesota set. Chicago. Eh. Um, Detroit most likely is set with Matt Stafford. Atlanta's set, New Orleans is set, Cam Newton's coming back. Tampa needs that, so that's one quarterback in need. Um, Arizona Rams, set, Rams set, Rams are set, Seattle set. I mean, there's there's not many 
available left, and then Philip Rivers is looking for a starting job. Tom Brady's looking for a starting job. Hey, there he is. Teddy Bridgewater. That's yeah. a lot of talented quarterbacks looking for to fill limited spots. It's true. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, but the pro- one of the spots is New England. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if Belichick picked, didn't even think about that. <laughs> Oops. What if Phil Rivers goes there? That'd be funny. I think he'd be good in New England. He would, but he's getting up there in age too. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, Shoot. Bertans, give me that all day. You son of a bitch. Beautiful Latvian. Hey, we've only given up 72 points in one half, so, you know. It's a good thing I took the over. Standard. <laughs> Why would you ever not take the over on the Wizards? It was 242, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the over. Okay. So, uh, that's it for the Washington Redskins. Now we're past the sports part. Porter, you made it, bud. Really? I'm still here. There you go. Phone's down. It's like he knew it, too. He just put his... Uh, yeah, how's Elaine? <laughs> She's great. Uh, She's asleep. Were you talking to her? Were you playing your game? No, no. What what level are you at, by the way? Yo, I fucking stopped that stupid fucking Come game. On. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. What are you at? Let me see. Bobby, did you start playing? No, I'm no. still on uh, Cup Pong and Darts with Ian. All right, yeah, so... I love that. I just... I can't put it down. I, I was telling Hope, I want to go through and just mark the records... I think it tells you your record. Fuck Not your off. record, but it tells you how many you want. Hold on, I'll show you when I'm done. I'm at 283. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm at 134. I, okay. s- I stopped playing. No, I was, uh, I was, there's an Instagram page that is all shaming people on flights who are just terrible passengers. It's fucking gold. So look, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I want that. I would lose my goddamn If you mind. open the app, like in the top corner, it has a crown and the number. So I think I've won darts 26 times. Cup oh. Pong 22, mini golf twice. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, what? This is awesome. Let me see. So I don't think it shows how many you've lost, but well, yeah, I guess no, but you play head to head. be able to tell right now. But you've also played Hope, right? Ian, beer, beer question for yeah, you. Yeah, but this is just us. Oh, right. So I've won darts 43. Yeah. What was yours? 26. Nice. I went through a spad slump when I was in <laughs> well, spring training. And I've won 91 Cup Pong. Yeah, you've crushed me in Cup <laughs> But you never beat me in golf. That's true. Fucking go. I hate That's why we I, don't play golf anymore. I fucking hated that one so bad. Isn't that so, Ian? Like, as soon as he's like, I, I'm done. Right? He just this. doesn't play at me anymore. I'm, well, taking, I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. <laughs> it's just I, so much I won fun. three basketball. No, ba- I forgot about basketball. Yeah. Well, that was another one. I was. I yeah. won all those, and we yeah. stopped playing that. We just liked Cup Pong and Cup Pong and Darts are the, <laughs> easily, the, easily the best. Ian, b- beer question for you guys. Beer me For my... Um, the voucher party with the full-length uh, Pong baseball game. Lord, beer me strength. How, <laughs> nine innings, how much beer will that take? I'm gonna, I'm 9v9? At least, uh, maybe even 10, 10 on 10. So 20 guys. I mean, it's baseball one, two, Pong and a flip one, two, cup. 1, 2, 3, 4. What's the full beer? Uh, so it's 10 cups? No. No. I, it's like beer well, punk style. There's, there's going to be. <laughs> there's gonna be there's a full gonna nine be. innings i'll we're say gonna, a full gonna, nine innings. we're gonna buy a fucking food line out of fucking beer it's gonna be ridiculous oh yes i'll say two cases gotta be two thirties they don't sell a full game should they don't do, sell should cases we, should we do truly's instead? no they definitely sell cases should we should we play with truly's instead no, they don't sell 30s they just sell tw- their 24s the 24 pounds. what it's the south so that actually yeah, changes the south, south doesn't have 30s so i'll say two and a half cases 
Okay. I'm trying to remember. Last time I was there was like five years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Once you get to Virginia, the 30 packs are, are gone. Hmm. Yeah, they look at 30 packs like we're crazy. Mm-hmm. You get fucked Because that was our only rebuttal because Virginia, you could buy beer everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in Maryland, like, hey, we can't do that, but we have 30 packs. Do you remember Kevin was like, they don't have a they don't have a twenty four pack. All I got is two twelves. <laughs> Buy those. <laughs> he, he's a, he listens to every episode. Friend of the program, he a good man. Hey, he's a lawyer. You remember now. that, Kevin? <laughs> Who is this? Old, old buddy of ours. <laughs> are Are you two gonna you swim out in like, the ocean together again? You should have been like, huh? That's that, weird. That was one of the more dumb things we've ever done. That was one where the competition did not end with a winner or a loser. Can you explain this story? Well, yeah. I mean, Kevin and I, we just... <laughs> everything Kevin and I did was a competition. Didn't matter what it was. I'll fart longer than you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and we we just kept on swimming out in the ocean. And neither did, one of us liked the ocean. <laughs> did you agree, like, hey, let's see how far we can swim out? I don't out, remember or, how it started. Like, like, you, we just, I feel like you both were, were... You two were in the water, and then, like, you probably went up, like, an extra foot, and then Kevin got pissed about that for some reason. That's exactly and went up how an extra it just... It just all, we just kept on going back and forth, leapfrogging. Like, I remember seeing we two got, heads all the way out yo, there. No, we got out there. <laughs> like, we got out there, and I was just, like... Like, I was terrified, <laughs> and, and so was he, and we finally had to look at each other, like... No, like, <laughs> I'm scared to death of dying from a shark right now. Like, I remember the. I think the best was the nipple fight. Oh God! Yeah, we were both bleeding. That was that was. Everyone was like, "Just fucking stop!" And and we're we like, do, do you fucking you do, stop. do stop? I'm not gonna let go. Tell him to let go. <laughs> <laughs> we we were giving we were giving each other titty twisters for. I mean, it was at least thirty minutes. And oh, thank God, his girlfriend at the time had to go home, and she's like. Okay, Kevin, it's been 30 minutes. Just, and then that was, okay, that was, so there's two times. Because <laughs> that one we had to call a truce also. <laughs> that was the first time I got grabbed. <laughs> so when, I, I'm assuming to, to, for a truce, there has to be a handshake, and then you both have to mutually agree. We, when we, to, we when, counted it down. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can't, well, we couldn't shake hands because our, <laughs> we were, I, think, I think both of our so we touched were bleeding. So we touched yeah, that was a good day. <laughs> We're smarter now. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So the last topic I wanted allegedly, to, allegedly. <laughs> last topic I wanted to bring up. Um, we are all a fan of the ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentaries. I'm sure we all have some favorite ones. Um, the the U about Ooh. the Miami Hurricanes is probably what my if favorite. I told you? The Len yes. Bias one was was great locally. Sad but great. So um, sad. Really like the Reggie Miller one. Um, the one on the bad boys of the Detroit Pistons. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, anyways, that was kind of the Bill Simmons's baby. Jermaine Dupri. Ice Cube's the Raiders one. Yeah. That wasn't very good. I like that one because it was the Raiders and in LA. How's that all doing? <laughs> um, anyways. Thank you for hearing. So HBO and Bill Simmons just announced uh, a while back that they're going to do a 30 for 30, something similar, but music oriented. Mm-hmm. So then that laid, like, which is for me, it was like, yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I thought, okay, what music documentaries, what documentary would you want to see from about your favorite band, musician, artist? Nickelback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Segment's going great. <laughs> I just hate myself. What about the Goodfellas soundtrack? Does that count? Ooh. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I definitely I Dave just, Matthews, man. 
a little but, baby. Uh, I just want to see one of the rock and roll bands. That's all I care about. Just yeah, like just one of the one of the rock, rock and roll just, bands. Just who went fucking? Ha- I want to see Ozzy, Ob- Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, so the, Ian, what you want to see is a documentary about when Motley Crue Correct. and Ozzy Osbourne went on tour together. That's the one. That I saw that five be... minute segment of, <laughs> of Tommy Lee Jones talking about it, yeah. and it was fucking epic. <laughs> Tommy uh, Lee Jones. To- Tommy Lee. Just, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, my neighbor's here. <laughs> so I actually i I thought of that too, Ian. The Motley Crue. Um, Ozzy Osbourne went on tour together in the 80s and good God during during their peak. Um, Bobby, you said you thought of one? Yeah, I have one. Okay. That you might appreciate now. Uh, it's Is it some 41? No. It's way more Avril recent. Avril Lavigne? No. Avril will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some motherfucking princess. Um, Ariana Grande. Chance the Rapper. Okay. Chance the Rapper. He got... I mean, the other thing, too, he might be a little, everyone kind of knows the story that a slasher might be like, I don't know, a mini documentary already out there about, about it, but, you is know. Is VH1 behind the music still around? No. No? VH1 is all reality shows. They got that done? Okay. VH, VH1 and MTV don't do music. Got it. They do bullcrap. Um, he got, fa- Chance got famous because he was suspended in high school for smoking weed for 10 days. As you do. And he created a mixtape that went viral and then he has since made two more mixtapes the last one being coloring book which won a grammy the first free streaming album to ever win a grammy um for best rap album mm-hmm. and he just released his first like official album this past year uh and he Got his claim to fame, obviously, from a mixtape that he made when he was suspended from high school for smoking weed, but also by not selling his music. He became real popular because all his music was free. He just put it on his SoundCloud account. Wow. And made money by doing tours and appearances and stuff like well, that. But he believes that's awesome for a long time that his music that music should be free and accessible for well, everybody. Well, that's what Zach Brown did is he wrote Chicken Fried, mm-hmm. and some famous country artist wanted to buy it or you know play it. Yeah. And he said no. I'm doing this on my own, and now they're one of the best country bands out there. And actually, yeah. fuck you, Toby Keith. And now Chance the Rapper, <laughs> he's like obviously one of the most prominent names in social work in Chicago. He does a lot for that city. Um, there is, uh, well, I one- feel like he he's bridging the gap of. I feel like the best hip hop artists, best rappers, are poets. Yeah, and, yeah, he's really good. I mean, and, even and, when he's he, uh, he's not just being, I I, I guess. Not so just on the top, like topical as a rapper, like he is going, yeah. he's going in depth about yeah. what he's. Yeah, I mean, even about. when he's just a feature on a song, like his, I think his verses are just so brilliantly crafted. Like he make, I mean, just the art of, I mean, it sounds so like hipstery, but just like the art of rapping, just rhyming things and making sense of you understand what he's trying to say, like the comparisons he's mm-hmm. making, stuff like that. Like the Cheetos. Commercials. I think he's really brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, and anyone who like knows me is probably rolling their eyes because they know I'm a huge Chance Rapper fan, so it's easy. Um, but like another thing, like back to his social work thing, like he really he so last year released his mixtapes for the first time available on Spotify and, and um, Apple Music, and one of the songs on his second mixtape, Acid Rap, probably one of the most popular ones too, Juice. 
the sample that he used for that wasn't approved to be used on Spotify or Apple Music, mm-hmm. so the song couldn't be put on. So what he did is he just did a voice recording like this, saying like, "Hey, look, I couldn't get it approved. I wanted it on here, but they didn't allow it." So, but every time you listen to this song all the way through, the streaming services go to my social work uh, in uh, Chicago, which I think is so cool. Like he turned in a negative into a positive. It's the smallest thing ever, but you know it could make a big difference. You know, by people because he has millions of fans across the world who will stream that album. All the time, and, he's and just then, a genuine and dude. won't skip that song. Like he, I was listening, seems to, like a really good. Yeah. Seems like just a genuine dude. Yeah. You um, know, there's a there's the video when he won that Grammy. He met Beyonce for the first time, and she tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, and realized who it was, and like was starstruck. And she and it's like, dude, you're one of them now. Like, you know, he's nobody's just, ever Beyonce. No, I know, but he was just like, oh my god, like, you know, he like froze, which was like awesome. And he's got a kid. He's got two kids now, I think actually, or maybe one on the way. Um. Yeah, he's just a really cool story about how he kind of not turned his life around, but made the best of his situation sure. and and is being very selfless about it too. So, Porter, any any cool. good ones for you? So the single photograph by Nickelback was released <laughs> in August two thousand and five. <laughs> Look at his graph. Topping multiple charts <laughs> I, I, in the I, music I world of the U.S. and U.K. I feel like millions attacked. of copies. <laughs> Canadian rock band and superstars <laughs> Nickelback with their leather wristbands and uh, don't forget the puka shells. The puka shells. <laughs> hmm? What the hell did Nickelback ever do? Um, Ooh, Tenacious D. How about that? We could do a Tenacious D. One. I, uh, Coming on tour again. I'd love to yeah. see Rage Against the Machine. Mayweather. Yeah. Um, you would. Yeah, no, I would too. I would. I would For love to so see so many that. reasons. There's so many questions of stuff like. When what's his name? What's it, uh, Zach? Is that De La Roca. Yeah. Uh, when he left to go to Harvard, mm-hmm. I was like, <sighs> something about it bothered me. Just because it's it's a complete like, all right, you're, you're singing about fucking capitalism and the and the machine and everything else that you're you're protesting against, and then you go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Can understand Berkeley. Can I didn't know he went to Harvard. Yeah, he took a uh, look it up. Hopefully I'm not wrong. I'm more than positive he went to uh, Harvard. Um, he basically broke up the band to go to school. Interesting. So but selfish bitch. Did uh, Zach De La Roca attend Harvard? He attended Harvard University and earned a Bachelor of Arts degree from the Committee on Degrees and Social Studies. Of arts degrees. Of social studies. You could get that fucking anywhere. But he used Rage Against Machine. I mean, I, I would too. But it was just like a complete like... Hey, let's sing about this this whole fucking mechanism, and you know, college system isn't any better. Yep. But I, I always thought it was funny because I would uh, um, we Jimmy rigged our vehicles uh, overseas so that we could play music through the PA system, nice. and I would play Rage Killing Against the Machine in the name of all the time. I I would imagine going on patrol. Yeah, playing "Killing in the Name of" and your when we were pump mounted, pump. I would do it. When we were on foot, <laughs> I wouldn't. That, that okay. just wouldn't make any sense. So when you were mounted, then well, when we were mounted in the vehicles, we'd play it, and it'd be in the headset. And um, I assume a bunch of Marines would be very happy with. Well, that yeah, song. it was always funny because they're just like <laughs> what they're singing about is exactly what we're doing. We're the military-industrial <laughs> complex in a foreign nation pushing foreign policy, and it was just I thought it was hilarious. Uh, my my entire deployment was uh, passive aggressive and uh, sarcastic. Um, nice. I I agree on the rage, rage against the machine. Just because I mean, there's always been a parallel to talking about 
politics and music. I mean, that's really yeah, been since absolutely. you know the Vietnam yeah. era. Uh, but they really took it Rock to another roll. level because I feel like they were, especially Zach De La Roca and his lyrics. I mean, they were informed. Yeah. I mean, these weren't just opinions based off of they're powerful. You know, something they read in just a magazine. Like they yeah. they. It was holding they up a mirror. They did their research, yeah. And it, was, it was angry hippie rock. Yeah, and then musically, I mean, they combined hip-hop with funk, with yeah. punk, and classic the rock The album was awesome. Yeah, uh, that. Battle of Los Angeles, I mean, all of that. I mean, I don't play... My drums would not be there right now if it wasn't for that band, so... Yeah. That would be really cool. Um, you what play I, you play, Damn yeah, it! Yeah, dude. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so, similarly, you Porter, I seconds. said what I would like to see is... And, you know, this is just kind of go giving away our, our generation, but how much grunge meant to us, mean, means to us. So, I mean, you think of the bands like Nirvana. Um, I don't want to see another Nirvana documentary. Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Soundgarden, I mean, yeah. all of these Pearl bands. Jam, yeah. So what, what grunge did for music, because they combined punk with classic rock, and, you know, they were heavily influenced by Jimi Hendrix and Black Sabbath, and how all of these amazing bands that, influenced so many people and were Flannel influenced by the best some of the best musicians ever yeah and they just developed their own sound yeah and we really haven't seen something that organic before like that um well Dance really since really since then Electri- ele- uh, yeah but there's that's, that's dubstep uh, yeah yeah totally yeah <laughs> i'm sorry I no that makes my, sense i could have myself that one that wow. one makes sense <laughs> but yeah no i no i i agree i think and it's uh it's still like yeah, because I know you you could do the the Ramada documentaries for days, and I would watch every second of it. Yeah, but you know I would want to just look at grunge music in total, and you know all of those. I mean, Kurt Cobain's dead, Lane Staley's dead from Allison Chains. Chris Cornell died a few years ago. Yeah, I mean it was amazing music, and you know a lot of those guys aren't here to. What's sad is that now on classic rock radio, or what used to be called classic rock radio, you've got. Pearl Jam, right? Nirvana, right? Foo Fighters. No, that's not classic rock. That's grunge. Fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. That I'm should like, not be on classic. What rock. is happening right now? <laughs> I just, I just listened to fucking Clearwater. How is, how is this playing right now? Are you looking more for, like, what's the point of John the doc- Rivers? No, no, no. What's the point of the documentary? Are you looking it's more Joan for Rivers. to learn more about how these artists came up with their sound or like crafted their music or the story behind like the, the artist or band? The How they became to be. Well, or, behind or the like music, they're always great. Yeah, um, they got real overdramatic real quick. Yeah, I, you know, I maybe a little bit of both mm-hmm. because I feel like, especially in, in today's modern rock music. You know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll really doesn't exist anymore, and you know that's one of the reasons how why it came out. <laughs> I call those Tuesdays. So nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And so you know, I would like to see. You know, I. We podcast Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see huh? that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Megan. Ian, any any ideas? Oh, you already said the um, the Ozzy and Motley Crue mm-hmm. tour. Um, Guns and Roses. Nice. The another one I wrote is a 27 Club. Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse all died at 27. Jesus, ham um, sandwich. So. <laughs> I would want to see the the coincidence of that, and I'm sure they can. Some music documentary documentarian can Illuminati. connect all of those Something dots. Giant. What? <laughs> what? What? King me? Can I just see a, a <laughs> sh- swans, dude? And lastly, I just want to see a short documentary on Prince's guitar solo at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while he played while my guitar. Prince would be a good weeks. one. Is there? Uh, I don't I'm know. Sure there is. 
There's got to be. Prince would be a good one. There was a um, tribute to George Harrison. Actually, you know what? I want a fucking unsung hero. Really right. good, like, no holding back documentary on Frank Sinatra. Like HBO already did that. No, they did a Some movie about it, and it was actors, and it was like it no, was a that, movie. They did a HBO did a documentary series about it. I want the George fuck? Clinton in the Parliament Funkadelics. That's what I want. That'd be pretty cool. I want that so bad. Well, I want the Beach Boys. I want them to talk not to this guy than that's dressed in a baby Beatles. diaper the entire time. And he needs to still be in a baby diaper. I don't care if he's in his sixties. I want. That. Do you guys just want to hear how, like, how fucked up some of those music, like these bands were and musicians exactly were? Exactly why like, I want all... like Guns and Roses and Motley Crue and well, Ozzy like the thing is, I guess you could make as a whole, like, without giving anything away. Watch Rocket Man. It was so good. Did I miss? It was light years. It was light years better than Bohemian Rhapsody, in my opinion. And you know, there's one scene in which Elton John really realizes how fucked up he is. And, but that's also what helped him produce some of the world's best songs. So, and then he kind of came to this realization that, yeah, that he basically sacrificed his soul to, for his art. And, you know, throughout music history, you could, there's parallels to that. Oh, yeah. So that would be a deep. Why the parents said it was the devil's music. (laughs) They're all high all the time talking about fucking each other. (laughs) Song about holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. You're only 14. <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty well for for a wife, a baby, and I'm only 14 years old. You're never gonna make it, Dewey. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Did you see? Uh, He's actually a good guitar player, yeah. good musician. John, I like, I like I like pull up Pandora and I'll play that song. Yeah. Song rock hard. I think, I think I'm hard. doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> it's my masterpiece. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck's I need more Aborigines. <laughs> Bobby, you're trying to find something? The yeah, what, what's the young G's uh, Instagram? <laughs> napping? Oh, napping queen. Yeah, or whatever it is. <laughs> napping machine. Did you see this? It makes sex better. Because you sit talking about ha- holding hands. She posted this on her Instagram story. Neil. I gotta say that again. Who's she? Uh, young G. Got it. Cat. Who? Uh, oh, got it. She posted on the Instagram story. It was like, Neil says hands oh yeah cdc says yes watch them for at least 20 seconds neil touching hands cdc (laughs) no please don't touch hands neil reaching out cdc avoid that too neil touching me cdc oh hell (laughs) neil touching you (laughs) cdc we're doomed (laughs) it'll start with penn state though we're good all right so fucking coronavirus pushed back james bond saw that what yeah yeah they pushed back the release date to november because of the coronavirus. Corona. And my sister brought up a good point. Could you fucking imagine if they did it to a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie? Oh, God. I would I would be like, <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll, I'll get that stupid flu. Yeah. Give me the fucking movie. Wash my hands before. Yeah. But anyways, I digest. All right. So, Porter, <laughs> we're at the hour <laughs> and 40 minute mark, almost. Mm. It is your time to shine, my friend. What you got for us? <laughs> uh, someone clearly didn't read the rundown. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed. Things have been a little crazy in the old world today. Uh, what, what shows are you recommending? This uh, is Roma's favorite. Well, part. definitely fucking Narcos season two and or Mexico season two is fucking. Oh, I'm awesome. watching it right now. It is so good. So, Ian, you are awesome. where? Are, which Narcos are you on right now? Okay, the the Mexico one. So you finished all of the one in in um, well. Colombia. <laughs> 
But you should. Do you need to? Uh, you, no. no, no. You need to see season one before season two of Mexico. Yes. Yes, and so it's an and it helps. It helps to watch mm-hmm. definitely season one and. I forget what how, what part I left. Narcos. So it's an anthology. They're different storylines between Correct. Narcos and Mexico. Yes. But, but there are some. But, inter, but they, but they some, intertwine. Yes. Yeah. There are similar characters. W- watch all of it. Like a it's the you best show. You see like Netflix. characters show up and you're like, oh, <coughs> you did. You. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's the best show on Netflix. Yeah. It's very good. It's so good. Do you see it's the Altered Carbon the new season? <laughs> I. So that was the other thing I was going to bring up too. <laughs> Altered Carbon season two is out, and I'm saving. So I took off. Uh, we're leaving Friday after work we come back monday and i took tuesday off to just fucking decompress and just have a you know sit on my ass day and i am binging that entire fucking season hell yes i cannot wait i've been oh two years so you know who the main character is hmm? yeah i know <laughs> so i don't know how i feel about that i'm giving it the benefit of the doubt i mean i like him i just don't like Ian, okay. so are you in season one of the narcos mexico one season two episode five okay so you're past me now um the acting is amazing felix's character is great so good Uh, especially in season one he's it's incredible i have one complaint about season two thus far oh (laughs) damien no and that was when the was it quavo quavo am i saying his name quavo from migos was in one of the episodes and it just took away oh my god it just took away from the show marcos i hated that see it i didn't even know who he was i just knew that it had to have been somebody famous. Yes. And it was awful. It was awful. He just played himself in mid 80s Mexico. But it made. Uh, yeah, it just. It just. So. He was still Quavo? Backstory. No, no, it was just. He, oh. Like, there was no acting or anything. He was just being himself. I was going to say, the fuck? Has anyone seen the FX show uh, Snowfall? Snowfall. No. I, I gave up on that in season one. Okay. I didn't like it. I thought so, you were going to say. There Atlanta. is a parallel to that of when the crack... It, so that is preluding to the... That is what I think season three is going to be. Crack. Is crack. Because the LA gangs going down to Mexico to get the direct connect of cocaine coming into California, I think that's what's preluding to that. Now, could they have used any actor other than that? Sure. But that is, I think, the next step... And what is going to be season three is that connection. I just felt like I was watching one of his Mountain Dew commercials. Like yeah. It, yeah. He was in the same, like, I don't know. It just took away from the episode. But I, I'm nitpicking because it's fantastic. The writing's great. The acting's great. Uh, for those that are disinterested in subtitled shows, uh, you're wrong. Watch that. Yeah. Uh, it's. Did you watch the. the oh, my God. Oh, my God. These fucking idiots. Italian, uh, more so? Italian uh, Netflix show yeah. yet? Gamora? No. I don't do that. I'm American. <laughs> I <laughs> and, still and, and I'm watching a Mexican show. <laughs> I'm going to so watch good. one episode like for you, Tom. You'll like it. One, I'm going to watch one episode. You'll like it. I will try. I mean, it's you, just you're, Euro trash. <laughs> See, that makes me not want to learn it. You're not, you're not up with the case here. <laughs> well, it just, you don't, it's not a mob show. It's just a Italian gang that. Like, it's not what you think with the Italian mafia here. So it's not Goodfellas? <laughs> it's not Goodfellas. It's not. It's not not Goodfellas. It's not Goodfellas. It's, what? It's not Goodfellas? <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, Tom. <laughs> not hilarious. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your fault, Whit. <laughs> so, Ian, your thoughts on Narcos thus far? I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I don't think you're nitpicking at all. I think 
it was awful mm-hmm. that, that scene. So you watch season one of the Narcos in Colombia. Skip season two. No, I think I saw. I saw. Were there two or no, three? No, I definitely. I was gonna, that was my yeah, next question. I think there was three in Colombia. Okay, then. It, yeah. If there's three, right, then I finished that was, season two. That because the Cali Cartel was season three. Oh, yeah. dude, you got to watch season yeah. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have, has, uh, has anyone been in prison yet? In what? In uh, the first Narcos Colombia, the last episodes you remember watching. He was on the run. Yep. He was on the the run the first or second time. Well, they, do you remember throughout history that he... they. The, well, so like, he was on the like, main in like, run in like shitty, shitty he, houses. Like he was. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, he was it's getting, only two then. Yeah, no, there's three because the Cali Cartel was season three. There was two correct, Pablo. Correct, correct, correct. correct. Was, yep, 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 how yep, Pablo correct. got to where he was, and yep. then his downfall. Yeah, season two. Definitely got season. Then three. season three is the season. Season three. Cali yeah. Cartel. Yeah. Oh, well, season three. Was well, then I'll just watch that after I finish this. It's it's fantastic. How's your how's your Spanish with it? No, my Spanish is good, and a lot of times I'll just be on my phone, but. I, I mean, I could understand a lot of Spanish. A lot more than I could speak it now. But mm. Yeah, we're good. I love... Um, I think one of the, the greatest things I love about the show is that they... You man. root so hard. And I, I don't think this is going to give this away. Because, you know, it's the fucking 80s. But you root so hard for the law enforcement side of it. And they they're like the antiheroes mm-hmm. when they're coming up and like starting these like like El Chapo mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Chapito, he's awesome. Chapito, um, his interactions Ito. with his best friend, the other hitter uh, for the crazy um, pig, uh, fucking Choco Loco, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. But every time in that show, right. you think that even though you already know what's basically going to happen and they still manage to surprise you that yep. law enforcement fails every fucking time. Yeah. And it's great. Well, also just like the, oh. the law enforcement throughout this whole series, they're just, yeah, no, the, they, they, de- they deep dive into the politics. They deep dive I love into the, why, the, like there's so many people with like, with so much hope in the beginning. Of and I love of the this. narration throughout it. Like, even oh, it's in, so yeah, good. it's, this like narrative that the government's like hard on it and we're doing the war on drugs and it's it's complete and I love it's like and you're bullshit. not gonna believe what these assholes are gonna do next <laughs> smooth <laughs> smooth transition Ooh, we we almost had a big oopsies but we're okay again PMSC podcast brought to you by Roadcaster hey. <laughs> no everything's saved everything's good some asshole kicked happened. something I don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. no what the fuck. Now, fortunately, I mean, right next to Greg, that's all Ian's got a really good record of not breaking things. So. Oh, never. Yeah, look never. how far back he's sitting from the t- table now. <laughs> he's even leaning back in his chair. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're going to break the chair now. It's a, yeah, a hole in an exhaust port two <laughs> meters wide. Greg, Greg, nice. That's a, Greg can make it. bigger chair. than a womper at. <laughs> um, yeah. Who do you root for, though? Like law enforcement or Felix? I know. Oh. Because, you know, like you want Felix to figure it out. And he's going to. And he's gonna. He's just so smart. He's so smart. Fucking smug bastard. He but then you also, but you, but you have to root for the DEA. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> in, in in season one, the guy that was held captive, Kiki. Yeah, like that Kiki. was fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I, I but love they touched, Pena. But they touched on that. In, and I love Michael Pena. He did a oh, fantastic. Michael Pena is the man. The best in. And I didn't know the history behind that. So, like, to Correct. me, that wide was, open. That was an ex- like for they me, touched on that in season one of uh, Pablo. They did, yeah. That's why they were like, "You don't fucking touch a DEA agent." 
I don't see. And I when I watch something with it's based off of actual history, I will not look it up because I don't want anything no. to be spoiled. And I learned it once, and it ruined everything for me. And I'm still so upset about it, Porter. I will tell you this: I was watching the Pacific. And I was all in, mm-hmm. and then I saw the fucking John Basalone John Basalone scene uh, where yeah, how he yeah. why he got the Medal of Honor and yep. just yep. oh my god, yep, he did. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> Porter. I can't even imagine you, what your commentary during that scene. You're just like yes. Oh, the entire yeah, the entire time I was just like you fucking boot fucks, get off the beach, <laughs> follow follow fucking John. Like seriously. So, anyways, I mean, what do I know? I've never done a fucking amphibious assault to fucking machine gun fire and cannons and shit. So who knows? But <laughs> you know, but still, I'm just sitting there, just like, come on, just, come on. Just he, sur- he survived Guadalcanal. He's he's forever the fucking one of the biggest badasses, uh, American. But I decided to, to Google him before the series was over, and I found out what happened. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh no! I was yeah. like, okay, so oh, oh, I'll oh, never oh, research yeah. again. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, John Basilin's a legend in the Marine Corps. Or at least his memory is whole lot of murdering. Yeah, what pretty much. That's the murder. That's the, that's the gig. That's that's the gun the was hot. The, he burned his. Yeah, no, he fucking uh, back when the machine guns were still water cooled. Idiots. Fucking idiots. How many times I tell them? All right. Well, this was fun, guys. Yeah, it was. Well, we have a baseball preview coming up soon. We'll have Umo come on on for that for um, per usual. <laughs> Nicholas, do we have to? <laughs> We you not want to talk Orioles? No, no, Umo. I love the Orioles. I love you too, Umo. All right. Loves, loves. Well, loves, Bob, loves, you want to send us off here? Um, wait, I want to add to Gregory's real quick. Sure. Anyone watch Love is Blind? I hope no. you're watching that right now. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. So good. I can't, Are you watching that I for you? Or is that a hearing about thing? this shit? No, no, no. The ladies at work won't stop talking about it. No, 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 no. Not a hearing. Uh, um, oh, so... Backtrack, my family was kind of in Married at First Sight. Like, I watched a handful of first seasons. They still watch it, but I, I gave up because it's, like, on some random channel that I don't terrible. care. Not your family. I actually have a friend. Because Married at First Sight just did a uh, an episode in, oh, not, sorry, not an episode, a season in D.C., and my friend knew one of the girls that was on it. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> uh, through her boyfriend, though, so it wasn't actually... Her friend. Um, <laughs> but so Rome. Rome is a huge fan of uh, Love is Blind. And he told me, fucking watch it. And I was like, I was already considering it, but now I'm definitely watching it. Yeah. And so Megan and I are watching it. And it is so, so good. I'm all in. All Only like, halfway in. All they could keep complaining halfway. about was that like Love is Blind, but all the halfway. contestants are fucking like gorgeous human beings. That's the only thing I took. Like, the whole but they're pro- just shit people. Right. The whole... I, I'll, my concern at the beginning, <laughs> not concern, my, uh, I guess, criticism at the beginning was like the whole point is like, so they interact in these pods and they can't see each other. You, it's all based on you're supposed to learn about the person and yeah. get, to, get to know the person. And so it's not, you're not judging the person based on how they look or falling yeah. in love on how they look, but the person inside, which I like that you're concept. You're just talking about shallow how. Kind of. <laughs> but then they picked all hot people like only hot people or yeah like contestants on this thing like so it's like you know it doesn't matter what they look like everyone's right. super attractive so. close right. your eyes throw a dart on the wall and you're gonna exactly hit a hot person. so it's like I, apparently i want to see the intrigue where like and i'm not calling anyone ugly but i'm like i want to see someone like oh my god i fell in love with this person and then seeing them for the first time is like oh crap that's one of those like 
the most interesting parts of Married at First Sight was when like they see each other for the first time. It's like, oh, I don't find him attractive at all. Right. But I agreed to marry him, or like I got right. engaged to this guy. So that's what the intrigue is. And there wasn't that much this season, but it is. It's pretty drama induced. I'm all about it. And apparently, <laughs> there's a fucking engineer that like fell in love with some like twenty something year old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And didn't think to ask her. Wait, wait, wait I don't finish, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently know a lot of spoilers. Did Is Elaine that, finish it, or the mm, people at work finish it? Yeah, no, they. they oh yeah, they, no, Elaine we're only halfway it. through. Halfway. Yeah. Halfway. Yeah, they, they like talk about it. I'm just like, okay. No, no, no. But I know yeah. who you're talking about. But no, so yeah, hush. It's not okay. <laughs> Totally Cat. afterwards. Okay. Cat, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. All right, that's just these people are terrible. My last contribution to uh Ragnarok. Not the Blanca. It's fantastic. It was How far are you on Narcos? Really I'm done. Good. You're done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm like an episode behind you. Gotcha. I watched one the other night, but I gotta rewatch it. I think I'm season four or the beginning of five of Grey's Anatomy. It's already jumped the shark twice. Oh, uh, dude. Just wait. It's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's so bad. It's great. I love it. Show's been on long, as long as The Simpsons. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, all right. Well, that just about does it for this week for the Put Me In Coach podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, you can give us a follow at PMIC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Spread the word. That's where we post all our new content and such. At Tom underscore Natalia for Thomas. At Ian underscore Foster 21 for Ian. Ooh, Davies. At Gregory Loves Grays. For Gregory, <laughs> at Bobby underscore Blanco great. for myself on the Twitters. Give us a follow. Interact with us. Where, whatever you feel like talking to us about. Mostly sports, but we'll hey, see. We're going to Defenders game this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shields up. <laughs> Shields up. PMIC oh. is making its return. Are you going? No. Much anticipated return to Audi Gonna make maple syrup. What? Did I didn't he, tell you this. He no. moved to Vermont. That's so where we're going. Their, 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 her family's farm or family's land has like... Thousands of fucking maple trees. We're Do you guys maple just syrup. weekend and fucking. It's fucking Maine awesome. I feel Hampshire. like you've been to like. <laughs> must be nice to own That's, land. You've been like all up and down the eastern seaboard. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm having a great time. Cool. Old, old Greg's like, no, I don't want to go fucking anywhere. Well, you have fun with your maple <laughs> syrup. We're going to be having fun with a beer. Guess snake. who's a not getting snake. maple syrup when I get back? You. I know everything there is I'll to know about these. maple syrup. You're no, you won't. All right, cool. No, you won't. They're probably free. <laughs> um, last question for before we go to the Defenders game. Are we beer snaking it? You know Ian's going to try. You're goddamn okay, right. Okay, can someone... All right, I, I'm sorry. I missed... <laughs> and I, top, it was like right? in between like fucking working and shit. Is the beer snake where you're passing beers? Are you pouring no. beers down no, it? Is it just, a beer bong? Is it a beer teleporter? What is happening? You just beer snake empty beers. Beer snake is how we're getting all coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And we're also, yeah, we're in the dead last row. So we would be the top or the, yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be like reverse, like salmon. That'd be like beer salmon. <laughs> over, <laughs> under, over under on how many friends Ian makes at the Defenders game. Uh, it's, well, I will be, I'll be constricted because there's not going to be anybody behind me. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, where, still who, like where were the four people in front of me? Just be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared for friendship. Yeah. And then the four guys in the line for the bathroom. It's going to be like around eight. I like <laughs> Talk to everybody. This is my, it's, it's your people. I'm in my element. <laughs> uh, in my it, natural habitat. <laughs> Zach and Abigail are coming. Slick Nick's the programs. coming. Slick Nick is coming. Zach is a St. Louis guy. We're playing the Battle Hawks. Boo. Fuck the Battle Hawks. They're going to whoop us. They're so good. <laughs> and we were playing like shit the past two weeks. But maybe we're just a hometown maybe team. Maybe we just need those, that home cooking. Maybe they just need PMIC there. 
Or Megan there. Megan's been to every home game. That's Megan, true. She has. Megan went to the second game, too. <laughs> Maybe she's a lucky charm. Who knows? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, catch a full recap of our experience this Sunday at the Defenders game next week on the Put Me in Coach podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. For Tom, Greg, and Ian, I'm Bobby. We will t- uh, talk to you next time. Night. My watch is ended. Under two hours. This has been Put Me in Coach Podcast.